podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash realchronicles. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Happy Halloween, everybody, and welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by realtalking.com. I am your host, David, and I'm joined with Lou, and G has found his phone today. What up, what up, what up? I'm here. Jen is at work. And I think David's the only sober one. Yeah, I am the only sober one. Went to Halloween. Went to Halloween party last night, and I didn't. I didn't have one drink. My so it was a family Halloween party, and my aunt goes up to me. She's like in Spanish. She's like David, toma una cerveza, like mad loud. <laughs> AK, mad loud. what that means in English is go grab yourself a beer. Oh, if you don't know what that means, <laughs> even G knew what that means. He's exactly. like cerveza's beer. I got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw I saw Lou was like, so Lou sent us all a picture last night. And I. I I've never seen. I sent a couple pictures. Lou was pretty gone. Now I wasn't gone. I'm never that gone. You're never that. I'm never that gone. G went to like four parties while covering uh, L.A. Comic Con for the site. Like he he was a busy man yesterday. I was very busy yesterday. (laughs) Was it fun parties? It was a full day of being around people who were dressed up. (laughs) How was uh, the cosplay at L.A.? It was really good, actually. I sent some. I shared some pictures. under a cloud, but uh, yeah, there were a lot. Of, it was a lot of good stuff. Awesome. Uh, there were a ton of Pennywises too. Of course. Uh, Jen posted an article on Friday that said that the two most popular costumes this Halloween was actually Pennywise and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. So I was at a party with at least the first party I went to. There were at least ten Wonder Women. I don't want to. One had like five, but there were a lot. And I don't want to fat shame or anything. Here we go. When he says that, there's a whole but, bunch of fashion. But I am. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like yesterday. Like I was, uh, I was like on Instagram or whatever, and like it was a friend of mine with another friend, and the other friend had like, like she was a big girl, or whatever, uh-huh. and she was dressed as Wonder Woman, and her gut was out. Oh man, come on, you know, you know, you know yeah. no, nothing. Let her do her, man. Shout out to Wonder Woman. <laughs> I know, right? Everyone, everyone can't look like Gal Gadot. I didn't know nothing like that, but um, I was just I, I you know, could have picked something different. There she could have been like Black Widow or something like that. And th- there was three Black Widows in my party. You know what's funny? Like even really, Avengers, that's a popular yeah. costume. Yeah. Avengers. I was actually gonna it's say simple. Avengers. Like is what it came out in 2012, so we're like five years removed from from Avengers. I mean, I'm surprised that. There's not more Black Widow costumes. Well, I saw some. Yeah. I saw some Captain Americas. I mean, I just didn't. I've never even when the Avengers was like, yeah, just come out. I didn't see anyone dressed up as Black Widow. Actually, I don't think I saw when I went to Comic Con over the summer and this thing over the weekend. I didn't see any. That's that's funny. I mean, and if, no, no, nothing like that. I'm just thinking like you know, we always hear rumblings about them making a solo Black Widow movie, but. I don't think that would be a good idea in terms of like popularity wise. Uh-huh. I forgot there was one director that said they really wanted to do it. And I'm like drawing a blank now. Damn yeah, it. that no, that's what made me think of it because I, I I read something about that. I'm like, oh, you know, Halloween kind of like signals where the popular popularity goes. Like Wonder Woman is like overly popular at this point. So yeah, but I mean, this this will be an, it'll be something else next year. This podcast is not about Halloween costumes. This podcast is about Halloween. There might be a does bunch anybody, of black. Hands. Does anybody have a Halloween costume podcast? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I've come to the conclusion. I think there's a podcast for everything. There's a po- there's a podcast for uh, unsolved mysteries. Oh my god! Like, 
Uh, big grave there was. This week we're talking about <laughs> what mask you should wear. <laughs> I, I saw mysteries. There's a whole bunch of podcasts on mysteries. Oh, is there? Yeah. Because I just I, saw that there's one because the show got added to like all the streaming services. Yeah, so, is that show on Hulu? It's on everywhere now. I love on. Yeah, that show you can scare the shit Me out too. of. Me too. And like for a while, I thought all these stories were untrue, but apparently, like some of them. Between are. that, between that and America's Most Wanted, I don't know how I survived as a kid. I could never. Like, I uh, can <laughs> like America's Most Wanted. This guy made it. Made it like. <laughs> Made you think, yeah. But like the, and then they would always show the mugshot at the end. Like if you've seen this man, like I don't want to know. I don't want to see. Walk, G's <laughs> like, G immediately leaves his house or walking the pier to look for the for, for the guy <laughs> with he, a flashlight. He, with he, a flashlight. He took a picture <laughs> of it. He took a picture like, of it on his like. Well, this was way before like cell phones, so he probably oh, like yeah. he had it like. Well, I, he like I drew. He drew a. <laughs> G drew a sketch, and he's like walking with it. Dude, America's Most Wanted was scary. It was like, no, nah, this is real. And then the Unsolved Mysteries, it was a mix of that like was another real level. stories. There were some real stories, and then there was just like, then they had that weird like alien stuff sometimes, and then the fucking Chupacabra thing too, which I don't well, know if that's real. Chupacabra's <laughs> real, man. Stop. <laughs> Lou's like, no, it isn't. Now, there's a lot of weird podcasts out there. My, my daughter's really into Taylor Swift now, which I don't know why, but she's really into Taylor Swift. So when I'm in the car and I... Uh, because she's awesome. <laughs> Stop, G. And Don't my, you man, dare man. say that. And my daughter's six. That's why. Dude, uh, you, there's no tea. If you hear I knew you were trouble and feel nothing, then that, that's oh my something God. wrong. No, with I, I don't feel anything, actually. I feel, I feel everything. Anyway, when, I was, when I'm in the car, I do Siri to change my music because, you know, you got to drive safe out here. So I'm like, Siri, play Taylor Swift. And then out of nowhere, this podcast started with these three grown men. They only talk about Taylor Swift. What's happening right now? Like, there's a, literally a podcast in America of three grown men talking about Taylor Swift. Because, man. No, she's there's only, no because, man. And she's successful, dude. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to take that away from her, but I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a what, fan. What you made her do, man. <laughs> Look what we made her do. <laughs> but, um, what did you do, Taylor? <laughs> heard, heard that song five times last night, and I, there was just one girl kept playing it at the party, and I was like, uh, someone, like, go to the laptop and let someone else play music. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit overkill. <laughs> um, like, at listen it's all right and then it was like i had a random the party that kept playing at my party was really random it was jagged edge where the party at i hate that song what i fucking what? hate that song how you, you hate that song i you need to go to your own private life island right go to your service i'm bro. not gonna sit I, that, that, that that's not playing at my wedding i'm just letting you know that rushing the dj <laughs> Dude, that song is like for Hispanic people. Go up to the DJ, and be like, "Can you play Where the Party Is?" No, <laughs> the remix too. No, nah, dude, that song. <laughs> that song is like suavemente for Spanish people. Not really. At the song, oh, it's not. No, not really. Yes, it is. It, like I hear it all the time. I, I really hear it. I was like, like, we're like, this is like the party they're gonna play multiple times. Cause I dude, really hear it. I went to a Sweet Fifteen for with Jen for a friend of hers, and they played that song. That song is dated. No, you know what suavemente for 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 uh, is for in English? Hot in here. I don't hear that song like ever anymore. I do. Everybody. I do. Throwback, throw, throwback jams are big here. Yeah, I, I guess you like the bad throwback jams. No, everyone. You're the only person I've ever heard that said "Where the Party At" is a bad song. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I just don't yeah, like that song. Anyone, I've heard anyone go like, "Oh, I'm leaving the dance floor." <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Jen grab your coat. <laughs> imagine. I've never been so appalled. Imagine in my life. I just throw my I throw my drink on on the floor <laughs> and I'm like, I'm done. And I grab Jen's coat. We're getting out of here right now. Is that little bow wow rapping. I don't know where the party's at. I want to leave now. You're gonna tell me you hate peaches and cream. I hate peaches and cream. Get the fuck out. 
out of here, Dave. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Come on. The Wait, dance moves? <laughs> Some of these songs are not. D- d- Lou, do you like Unleash the Dragon? No, that, no, that's stupid. See? I don't like the. I mean. You uh, like Unleash the Dragon? No. Okay, I was like, making oh, sure. I don't like much. I really don't like much Cisco, to be honest with you. The thong song's all he got. Yeah, the thong song. What's wrong with you? Yeah, the thong, the song, thong song is all he got. I mean, he nah, had Drew Hill. He got, he, got some, he got some bangers with Drew Hill. Drew Hill was... Drew, yeah, I'm not going to party to listen to Drew Hill, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know, they're all like slow jams. Don't they have that song, do you Tom, we all wish for, some bullshit like that? I guess. I don't know. But this week, I love how we, talk about Drew love how we always like side... We, yeah, I think we have more sidebars than anybody. Uh, who? How do you feel about Leah? Leah good? I, I like awesome. I love Aaliyah. Aaliyah? Yeah, I like yeah. "Rock the Boat." That's what? Oh, that's like my least favorite song. I don't like that song that was like really popular in '98. I heard. Are you that somebody? Dun, 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 dun. Are you that somebody? Yeah, yeah I, I hate that song. I hate that song. That's like my jam right there. That I, beat is so sick. It sounds like it could have come out yesterday. That's Timberland. Right I there. do have. I mean, I don't. For for our listeners out there, my taste in music is not terrible. I promise. Yeah, I promise. Yeah, I promise. Debatable. It's not terrible. I, I like Biggie. Oh, like dude, and try again. Like, he he is Biggie. <laughs> a dead well, guy. I'm, I'm trying to bring it back to movies because both of her biggest songs were in movies. Like, Are You That Somebody was in Dr. Doolittle. It was. And then she did Try Again for Romeo Must Die. Wasn't she in Romeo Must Die? Yeah, she was. That was her first movie. With DMX. I don't like Romeo Must Die. I, nobody likes I like <laughs> Oki. Think it's all right. I think it's, I, I, I think it's funny that they tried to build like romantic chemistry between her and Jet Li and like that's the language happen. barrier. The language barrier prevents any of that from happening. <laughs> Which probably it leads to a bad movie. Speaking of horror, how how do you like uh, Queen of the Damned? Oh, that movie's terrible. Uh, I thought you know what I'll give I I'm gonna give credit where credit's due. I thought that she was fine in it. Like yeah. I thought she kind of embodied that role pretty well, but she's barely in it. And the first hour is just like. So I think it's safe to say it didn't make Dave's list. No, it didn't. Okay. But we will get to what made what made all our lists. But before we get to that, I want to talk about Jigsaw because G and I saw it. Lou, not nope, yet, not yet. Okay, so, so we can't spoil. we'll we'll save you the spoilers spoil anyway. No, it isn't. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I said you should have spoiled anyway because it's not just me. We have oh, well, that's true. <laughs> so right now, f- until yesterday, it was actually the highest rated Saw movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Even more than the first one? Yeah, first one. it was at 52% until this oh, morning. Oh, I forgot that like critics don't really like the first one. That yeah, the first one's at 49. and What, really? Yeah. Um, But check the disparity. Well, if, you on... compare, if you compare it to like like on IMDb, I think the first Saw has a pretty decent user rating. That's a, that's a good example of like movie's pretty classic. Critics, critics being like kind of off from what most people think. Um, But this one is at 39 right now. But what, I think it's pretty good for eighth, the eighth movie in the franchise. Yeah, no, I agree. But what really, really like struck me was the user score. The user score for Jigsaw is ninety two percent. Well, that means that yeah, that's it's good. not. That's the highest out of all. I'll, of still, I'll still wait for it to come to TV. I mean, oh, you should watch it. Not a theater though. It's I don't very. Like, I don't feel like it's a theater movie for me. I don't know. I liked it. I didn't love it. It's not like groundbreaking, genre-changing movie, but it was a lot better than I thought it would. The traps were. I was I was expecting like hot garbage, honestly, and then it turned out to be like same decent. I mean, like I liked I liked I liked how it wrapped up too. I I can't give it away, but yeah, I'm not gonna give that away. See, do I gotta watch? Because you know I haven't finished any of the the first four I've seen. Like, do I gotta watch them to understand this one? Um, I don't know. Um, To enjoy more. I don't know if you have to watch. Uh, well, that's a good question. Well, what, what's the last one you watched? Four, I believe. He said so the fourth one. So you know he's dead. Yeah. I know okay. Um, Supposedly. I don't know. I heard rumors he comes back. I don't fucking know what's going on. I don't on know. Here. Like, uh, 
no, I guess not because it, they don't really talk about like Hoffman or anything, right? G, I don't remember them no, talking about. No. Him. Yeah, I guess you can skip. Who the fuck is Hoffman? You didn't see part four through seven, <laughs> so you Donald, don't know. Is that Danny Glover? No. Okay. Danny Glover died in the first one, dude. Danny Glover only in the And, and, like, like, so and I'm still shit. trying to figure out how they got Danny Glover to even do the first one, like, paycheck. <laughs> it probably wasn't even a big paycheck. Never mind. Can't, I had, like, movie had no budget. Yeah, I was say, you really going to act like Danny Glover over here demanding big paychecks? Like the Man, act- Danny Glover was in the color purple. He can demand whatever he wants. <laughs> 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say and the Glover. The acting By the was, way, did you say they're going to try to do Lethal Weapon 5? And oh I have God. no interest in that. Lethal, they are old. How are they going to? Well, they tennis, can do that whole like. balls on the walk. Yeah, shit for thing. sure. I mean, for, and then for Jigsaw, the acting was whatever. It was something. I didn't recognize anybody in it. The tra- What do you think of the traps? I thought that. I, I like that the traps were. Um, were Not as old. Well, I mean, they would work. I mean, they I, like, I feel like the, they, scaled, they scaled back a little bit, but like, and I, like I, in some of the sequels, the traps got like. Out of out of hand, like I like that. Over I like the top. That. I think I think that the reason, like, give me the hypodermic needle pit. That's like simple and effective. Gee, did you? <laughs> but um, yeah, like I I think like the traps were weren't like over the top, and that's what I really hated about four through seven, that they were like they got crazy. <laughs> like they were trying to gross you out. These, yeah, they grossed you out in a sense, but not nothing like four to seven. So you never even got to the part where the traps were like over the top ridiculous. Probably not. Yeah, so I I think just just for that, I mean they were pretty ridiculous, but not like over over. Oh, you didn't see four to seven. What's the one where the girl puts her hand like it's in the box and it's like glass? That's part two. That's part two. That's part two. That's one of my favorite traps. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. I mean that was that was just like stupidity, not like over the topness. You know what I mean? Like when you get to like part five when it rips her when it rips her ribs off. All right. Yeah. (laughs) You're not gonna watch them anyways. I'm gonna watch them. But um yeah, so that's that. I, I thought it was I thought it was fine. I don't you know I'm not gonna sit it's here. Not, and... It's definitely I mean it, it doesn't like put a because we've had so many good horror movies this year, it doesn't really put a stink on that. Like it's still kinda like it was I thought it was okay. It's no bye bye man. Like I, I, I would recommend wow. it to if if you were a fan of the franchise, I would recommend Yeah, I think it, it tries to capture the psychology the psychology of the first one. And then still give like those that just watch the movie for the traps a little bit as well without well, going I, over the top problem with that franchise i could be wrong did it like was there an intention to have sequels like i don't know if there was like i don't know if they thought the first one was going to do well and they already had a plan for where they were i don't think so i think the first one did well and then it went from there yeah i feel like if they made each one up on the spot and they for a franchise like that that's kind of like it, got I think a, it's, it, it kind of hit that uh, the Fast and Furious though. Like, the first like three were like pretty good, and then it, like it just got crazy after that. I think it reminds me a lot of and I wrote you about it. Or, it bro? <laughs> let's not go specifically into the reference. <laughs> I, I you know what's funny? I literally thought about that as I said it. I literally thought about that as I said it. I was like Tokyo Drift. Fuck. This reminds <laughs> me of a Friday the Thirteenth franchise because you rather, they didn't expect anything with the with the first one. And while well, the first one's mediocre, Saw is a, is a it's a good movie. I think people like forget that the movies for, uh, it's okay. But then that re- that uh, review at the end is what makes yeah, that that's movie. Me, and uh, it's cool. still it's still a it's great scary. review. Um, it's so good too. The reveal in this is good. I like it a lot. Okay. I did not see that. Like I was annoyed G for a little bit, and that kind of turned it around when you know everything comes to fruition. Yeah, I was I, like, uh, "How is this, does this make any sense whatsoever?" And then it made sense. So that actually made me uh, that made me like it. 
a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Same thing with me. Like cool. Jen, Jen liked it eh, to an extent. She was like, "Oh, I guess it's fine." <laughs> well, well, like, it's no mama. She's like, "It's no grease no, too." It's no, it's, no, it's no mother. No, she hated, she hated mother. I know. <laughs> like that. That's another. That's something that she never will see again. And Man, then, of movies like Mother, because Mother got. I, I'm just Mother got like a what was it? F. F yeah. uh Suburbicon got like a D minus. Man, was, the trailer looked fun, but I. It's just getting destroyed. So well, I didn't know that. So when I saw that it was written by the Coen Brothers and George Clooney, I didn't know that. Yeah, they wrote it, but it's like an old script from the eighties they wrote, and then he kind of added to it. Yeah, that so makes sense. It's not even like a legit. I mean, I mean, it is a legit Coen Brothers movie, but like we don't know how much of it was them and how much George Clooney just fucked it. And then before we get to our our list, I want to talk a little Justice League real quick. So I know that you. G, uh, G, you released an article this week about projections at 110, 120, which it would be that would be awful for Justice League. Can we agree on that? That's still a big opening weekend. Uh, for for that, I think that would be really bad. Yeah, they, I think I think, I think, I think it's a, I think it's decent enough compared to like what people think of Batman versus Superman. But Batman vs Superman opened at like 160 though. Well, yeah, that was because it was the first of its like when we no one knew how bad it was going to be. But like, <laughs> like if Avengers opened at 120 MCU the MCU wouldn't be what it is today because it it culminated with that. that I honestly think Thor is gonna have a bigger opening weekend, but I could I I'll eat crow if it if it doesn't. Then, I think, then, I think, will, I think then like Justice the, League. I think the yeah, casual then, the casual movie go go see Justice League. I think Thor. Go. I think Thor is gonna have a bigger opening weekend. I think the fact that Thor's uh, Thor's tracking keeps going up week after week. It was at 90 and then 100. Now it's like. 120 125 and like it could go up higher this week depending well, on it goes it's tr- i like i agree with you and the fact that it's the highest rated marvel movie on rotten tomatoes says a lot and i mean from what i hear it's like a buddy comedy which is something different from marvel yeah so i like the fact that they're doing something different so i and i mean nothing good has come out of justice league yet except yeah okay there i guess early reactions from, which I, I laughed when I read them. I want to see what you guys think. So this released 12 hours ago. Um, Justice League first reactions. That it's better than Wonder Woman. Mm. And my favorite one, the one that made me laugh the most, was Marvel Should Panic. Marvel Should Panic. They are Man, shaking Marvel is releasing a TV show on Netflix to compete with Justice League. Do you think they give a shit? Their panic button is locked away secure. Yeah, somewhere. I think they their their panic is at like a, a one. Negative. Negative one. G's like, I don't know, man. Man, it's kind of fucked up with Marvel to release the Punisher on opening day. I think it's sav I think it's more savage in the turn in the in the light that like, dude, we don't even need to release a movie to compete with you. We're just gonna release you know what's a Netflix funny, though, series. Is that- they would probably release a statement though, like, oh, we had no idea. Uh, it was coincidence. <laughs> oh, what? They're making a movie. It, the funny thing is, is like you got, they're releasing they're releasing Thor is Thor is next week or the following week? I think the following week. It's this week. No, isn't it the day we go to Rhode Island? That's the following week. So no, it's this week. We go to Rhode Island next week. The following week. I'm sorry. So yeah. when is Thor coming out? This week. Okay. Yeah. So and then you got Justice League coming out to November 17th, and then we're gonna get Punisher. And now, uh, G, you were all you were you weren't on last week, so I'll ask your opinion real quick before we get to our ten. Um, what do you? Do you think at all that the the streaming of Punisher will, will have any effect on the box office? I don't think so. You don't think so at all? 
Okay. No, not really. I. Because I mean, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think there might be a rush for some people to just watch it right away, but that's the beauty of Netflix, though. You don't have to, and if you know they can go see the movie if they want on opening night, and then start watching the Punisher after that. So I don't think it will like really affect it that much. Okay. Now we'll see what. Happens. No, I mean, maybe they, maybe when they release it, I, I don't know how. Like, yeah, I know you said it was savage. I'm trying trying to like see if people at Marvel were like, yeah, we're gonna do this on purpose. <laughs> Just I to th- like, I think they would. Do, I yeah. definitely think they did. Kevin Feige will never admit anything to that. Pretty sure. Or anyone at Marvel was it Jeff, uh, Jeff Loeb? He's not gonna admit anything to that. But yeah, yeah, Jeff Loeb won't even admit that the Inhumans is a disaster. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he actually did. Oh, he did. He did. Yes, he yes. Did. He, uh, I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised he didn't get more tracking at uh at Comic Con. He joked about it. He's like, I'm glad you guys are all here and not home watching Inhumans. And everyone booed when he said that. Nice. So he, mean, was like, he was half-assed <laughs> saying, from, like... I know someone from IMAX basically said that it was a disaster. And I know the issue with IMAX is that they fronted the bill for most of the Inhumans production. So, like, even though it's not doing well on ABC, ABC's not really losing anything because they, like, they didn't really put money into the production that IMAX did. Because it was... I don't know why they thought that would be, like, the show that was, like, oh, we're going to release it on IMAX and before it premieres like i don't know what they thought they had because they they ordered straight the series before they saw anything i think they're still winners because the real losers in, the, in this whole situation are the ones that actually pay like 20 dollars to see the first episode on imax mm. yep you pay 20 dollars for like 50 minutes that is Gar- crazy in the words of kd you're the real mvp yeah i i didn't want it to be yeah. bad i i even though even when i heard that it was bad i was like all right i'm still gonna give it a shot <laughs> all right so last week we missed out on G's worst horror movies of all time. But what was your number one? If you if you still have that list, you gotta let you gotta let the masses know. I got well, hold on. Let me pull it up. Hot. Talk over me. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna guess it's Halloween. The remake? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh I thought you were there. Yes, the re- yeah, the remake. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but not not uh, but not the first Halloween. No. Second one. So Halloween, Halloween two. Halloween was two. And then Halloween two ended up being the one. Man, I Halloween I, two remake. Sorry, no, 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 no. Re- I, I, I rewatched. I like I I watch, I watch all the Halloween. It's the first one's not. It's not it good. Is. It's not good. I but it's not. It's not as like it's not top ten worst. I just don't think it's top ten worst. That's so bad. It's not good. Between that first hour, which I hate, and then like the fucking like last thirty minutes was just like a rush. Like remake of the original movie, yeah. Like in thirty minutes, <laughs> and then the characters aren't likable either. Like none of them. Well, yeah, Lori's like a hornbag. Lori, Lori's just like her fucking friend. There you go. So love me some Daniel Harris though. But... We all love Daniel Harris. And I'm ha- like, I was happy for her. She got to be in a Halloween movie again. But no, I mean, I, I think we'll all have. I heard she auditioned for that. Yeah, she did. She spoke about it at a panel at one of the conventions I went to. He made, yeah, he made her audition for it. Oh, fuck him. Because he said um, what Danielle said during the panel was that he stated that he didn't want anyone from the original franchise, from the from the original uh, eight movies in his movie. So she had to audition for it. Would you, if you had like I'm I'm wondering what you think, G. Like, would you have been okay if she played Laurie? Looking back at it, yeah, I think I think it would have been a better, a better casting for. What what's your name? 
Taylor Scott or whatever, or Scott Taylor something. Scott. Uh, you know, she also auditioned for Prom Night. So she auditioned for a bunch of bad horror remakes. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Danielle? No, no, uh, Taylor the Scout Compton, whatever her name is. And she hasn't done uh, anything since. But uh, Brittany Snow, Brittany Snow got the part that's it. Oh, in Prom Night. All right. So I actually watched I actually watched Prom Night again recently because we were talking about bad horror movies. So silly. Uh, I love that it's supposed to be a remake, but it's not even a remake. It's just like they just take the name <laughs> and the plot's completely different. That's terrible. But I think for our best, I think we might have similar lists. Well, I know me and you are number one is the same, so it's not even. Yeah. I think we can. We're, my suspense is with Lou, so we're going to let Lou go. card. What? What? I said wild card. Oh, wild I thought card. you were like Jim Joning this, this <laughs> podcast right Bengals. now, throwing, throwing mad ad libs here. But um, I th- I think me and you are gonna go with our number ones first, and then we'll let Lou do Wait. it last. We're gonna save you for the, save the best for last on this week. Okay. But do we have any honorable mentions? Because I have like a ton. I got a ton. This was like really hard because yeah. for me, horror is my favorite genre, and it, I feel bad leaving a lot of shit out. But you're gonna, you know, it's ten, so we're gonna yeah. have to. Uh, gee, do you have a lot too, or you're just like a little? Oh, you're I, I, little... I have a few. Yeah. All right, cool. So I'll go first. Uh, it's funny because I was doing my list and I had a ten originally, and I forgot Scream. So Scream mm. originally wasn't in my ten, and then I'm like, oh, well, I got to fix that. And then if not, G would have fucking hopped on the plane, and kicked my ass. That, yep. that, that test was out of, out of place. You said, G's going to kill me. And then you didn't say anything after that. I was like, what, what <laughs> Maybe happened? he did kill me. <laughs> I was like, what happened? Um, all right. So here's some of my honorable mentions. It Follows, Trick or Treat, The Babadook, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, The Birds. Wait, which one? Uh, the original. Oh, okay. Uh, Child's Play, Conjuring, Jaws, and yes, that's it. I probably forgot something, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right, I forgot you, the Babadook, so I just added it. What do you got, Lou? Uh, I got a few. Uh, I, I got, got I got <laughs> Martyrs. Uh, I spit in your grave. Uh, Last House on the Left. Get Out. The Thing. It follows Friday the Thirteenth. That's not a good movie. It is. Well, I mean, it's fun. Yeah. Insidious. The Descent. What was that? That's a new sound. That dude, was a new you, sound. What are you gargling, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, it's something. like, geez, like, give me a second. I'm going to brush my teeth real no quick and gargle up. When the, when, the, when the werewolf guy sees the moon for the first time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got the ring, the grudge, the Babadook, and drum roll. Psycho. What? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> dude, like, go home. Go home. Go home. I was psycho nutting your top 10. I was going to make a joke about how, like, because gr- you said the grudge. I was like, why Sarah Michelle Gellar got to be in your honorable mentions, not in your top 10? And then you, like, followed <laughs> up Psycho. <laughs> I, I think I mentioned this before. Psycho is a fantastic movie. It's a masterpiece, but it just didn't scare me, so it didn't make my top 10 I horror. I called a masterpiece and then not put it in your top Because it's not a horror to me. It's just it's a, a horror movie. It's just, I know it's supposed to be, but it, for me, it's just a movie. I just see it what? as a movie. What? I just see it as a oh movie. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I want you to it review it. It, does, like, you know, it was just a movie to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> it doesn't scare me. So it's not supposed to scare you. Good. So it's not in my oh top 10 my horror. Oh, my God. It's not horrifying. <laughs> Watch that today. It's not horrible. I'm watching. I'm actually watching that today too. There you go. Oh my god! I can't believe Cycles not in your top ten. Oh, <laughs> and, this... then, and then you just followed it up with like, yeah, I mean, it's not that scary. It's just like a movie, you know. <laughs> oh my god. Why are you making it sound like Rocky? <laughs> 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 I know, you know, Andrew, not just a movie. 
Into the movie. Oh, G, I think me and you are going to shit on anything, anything that comes after this because Cycle's not on the list. I have a feeling. There you go. Uh, that's crazy. Oh, me, man. Bro. That's nuts. Yeah, same to me. That's probably. I, can, I, can I go on a limb? We've been recording podcasts for about 10 No, this is not the already. most surprising honorable mention. This is the most surprising. No, it's not. Absolutely. No, it's not. G, not, do you agree with me on that? Ones. Yeah, it probably is, but Jen has had some that made me go. No, oh, I'm, I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about a you out of out of Lou. Out of me, yeah, yeah. probably. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Jen, Jen has like yeah. And you knew it would be because you drum rolled it. <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew, I know. It was, it, it, uh, I was looking at it. I was like, just like I, I was like, I was like, you're gonna say Psycho or Halloween, and I'm about to die either way. Oh, if you would have said Halloween, I don't know Halloween and Psycho both have the same impact on me. So either one, I would have. For liked. me, I, I just don't see Psycho as a horror movie. I see it more as a suspense drama. I'll counter with that when I get it's to a, Halloween because it's a Halloween sub genre of horror. I know. Halloween like Psycho has more twists and turns than Halloween. It does. Okay. Yeah, there's not well, there's not many. I mean, I guess Halloween wasn't made to have twists and turns. Yeah, no, I get you, but like, I don't know. I can't differentiate like and say like, oh, Halloween is just a thriller about this guy that kills people, and Psycho yeah, actually has like Halloween a giant, like, giant twist on it too. Oh, whatever. We'll get to it. We'll get to it later. All right, G, go ahead. All right. I have The Conjuring, uh, The Others, uh, The Sixth Sense. I know you don't like it, but it's hot garbage. It's not hot garbage. It's aged terribly. Uh, Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Poltergeist. Uh, 28 Days Later. Do do you like 28 Weeks Later? Just wondering. I do. I think I like it. I like it. Yeah, all right. Uh, I have uh, Don't Breathe. Yeah, I don't like uh, that one that much. What? Yeah, not that much. It wasn't a bad movie. I just don't like it that much. Uh, Paranormal Activity. Uh, Child's Play. The Descent. Uh, Rosemary's Baby. I know you think it's kind of slow, not that good, but I like it a lot. It's a bit slow. I I, I promise myself, I'm, like when Criterion goes on sale, I'm going to rebuy it so I can watch it again, just to like give it another shot. Um, I have The Thing. Oh, The Thing didn't make your 10. No, I didn't. It oh, didn't. man. Uh, you're going to get mad at this one, too. The Shining didn't make my 10 either. <laughs> uh, it's not as bad as Psycho. No, uh, it's not. No, the Shining didn't make my list either. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Oh. Uh, um, uh, Cabin in the Woods. Uh, you know what kills what? it for me? I mean, sorry to cut you off on that. What kills it for me with Cabin in the Woods is, like, it's so fun until... You know, and it's so crazy when all these things start killing all the security guards. After yeah, that, yeah. that whole scene, like at the end, I re- I think it takes a little bit out of the movie for me. It's still fun though. I mean, I, like I like how I liked it uh, because we can't really talk about it because it's not my ten. But I liked it because I didn't know what I was getting into when I watched it, and I thought I was gonna like like a movie like that. I thought it was gonna be like a typical like like slash movie in the woods. That's why I thought I was gonna go see. Okay, and then sorry, it ended up being completely different from that. So that's why I like it. All right. Uh, 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 Get Out is also in my honorable mentions. Uh, uh, Let the Right One In and Let Me In are also in my honorable mentions. Oh, uh, yep. I'll throw that in honorable mentions. I forgot about them. Yep. Um, And uh, Your Next as well. I like Your Next. It's so fun. Like, I like Steve. It was, yeah. All right. So I guess I'll kick it off. Uh, My number 10 is Alien. Oh, it's so low. No? Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were gonna say it's too low. Well, my thing is like, uh, Alien is a horror yeah, movie. It is a horror movie. I, I think I think of it first as sci-fi. I think that's the problem. But yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it's it's kind of follows the same the same traction as like 
I guess it's like, like saying a, like a psycho is not a horror movie. Like so. you have, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like you have, like you have this cat, this this uh, this crew on the spaceship, and he takes them down one by one. I mean, it's kind of like it definitely follows the like the horror, horror the horror stigma, yeah. Structure. So, and I think it builds suspense as because the, for the first couple of minutes that you see the Xeno be killing all these, the whole crew, you kind of you don't really see it, you know. And it kind of builds to that builds a suspense as to what does this exactly look like? Does it look like the the Xeno that came out of his stomach, or does did it grow? How big does it look? You know, things like that. Uh, that scene is still gross. Yeah, it still <laughs> yeah. is. And I think uh, it it's not as good as the second one, and that's the way I feel about that. But I think it's still. A very good introduction to the character and a good introduction to Ripley. Uh, so yeah, Alien is my number ten. Who All right, Lou, go ahead. My number ten. My number ten is The Conjuring. Uh, it's good. <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's not better yeah, than Psycho. Everything, everything every every, uh, every everything I'm gonna pick is not gonna be better than Psycho. It is. Well, The Conjuring is not better than Psycho. But go ahead. There you go. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic, really well made movie. Uh, I put it over again. I feel like it and Insidious uh, were in the same vein of like good modern horror movies. Uh, I just put it over Insidious, just the fact that it captured like the the essence of like the family being like engulfed in that like whole house being haunted kind of thing. And I'm don't remember if Insidious was based on a true story, but I knew the Conjuring was, and I kind of like researched that story. It was pretty interesting. But uh, the Conjuring, you know, it also gave us Annabelle, which was an okay movie. But the first Annabelle is hot garbage. The first Annabelle is okay. I would call it hot garbage. It's just kind of forgettable. It's like yeah. not horrible, but it's just not really memorable at all. Yeah, I mean, as far as like modern horror movies, I think this is like top tier for me. So that's why I put it at number 10. It's very good. It, it is scary. Yeah. There's yeah, some scary is. parts in it. There's some scary moments in it for sure. I even like the sequel too. I thought the sequel was good too. I, I like the sequel as well. All right, G, we'll put, uh, what's your number 10? Uh, number ten is Hellraiser. Really? Wow. Yeah, I actually like Hellraiser a lot. I actually like it more every time I watch it because, like, I think on the surface it seems like it's supposed to like it like people kind of like look at it as like this kind of like gore fest and there's not much to it, but there, I think there is a lot more going on like story wise and like and that's something that the sequels like don't even come close to kind of capturing. Like I like I like Hellraiser too, but only because it's like just a fun movie, not because it's good. Um. But I like I liked all this stuff with like you know Julia and then Frank and like there's there's that whole like I think the whole like the human story like the whole like kind of like soap opera that kind of plays out between Julia Frank and the guy she's with you know his brother and then having the daughter be involved in all that too like that stuff is interesting on top of the horror stuff that kind of plays out around it so the fact that the story is like really interesting to me uh, more so than you know it just being a solid scary movie is what makes it stand out for me uh, all right i mean i enjoy hellraiser i like the grittiness of it too and i actually think uh kirsty cotton is a underrated like kind of scream queen i know no one ever really mentions ashley lawrence a lot but i like her in the first one and even in the second one too so we're not gonna you're not gonna get into hellraiser 13 or 14 <laughs> no, 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 no. i I, tap, I tapped out after hellraiser 3 honestly I don't believe me. Oh yeah, no, wait, no, I saw four, the one in space. That was the last one I saw. Wait, they they went to space and already in part four. Part four, <laughs> they went early. Hellraiser Bloodline, yeah. 
Oh, that's terrible. Hey, Le- when did Leprechaun go to space? It was like I think <laughs> Hel- Leprechaun took like six movies. I think he definitely went to the hood twice before he went to space. He went to the hood. I think he went to the hood twice before he went to space. Yeah, Lepre- <laughs> uh, Leprechaun in the hood. We were talking about it last week. That this fucking I it was it icy. Icy Icy uh, has like a bat in, in his, his hair. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, I love Ice T. <laughs> <What? laughs> we're not talking about if you love Ice T. Like I, like I thought we were making, I like we were making fun of him. No, the fact that he took a bat out of his afro. That was the, just like <laughs> hysterical. But uh all right, moving on to my number nine. My number nine is the thing. Okay, solid. All right. Um We've talked about it plenty of times on here. Uh, I think it's Carpenter's second best film. I don't it know is. if you guys uh disagree with me on that. It uh, is. It is, um, and like I said, I've I always I've talked about it all the time, but my the ending of the movie is still one of my favorites because it leaves you guessing of is one of them the thing, and yeah. it makes you think like oh I wonder I wonder, and it leaves you with that. This is one of those horror movies that the ambigu the ambiguity of the ending really works because you know you wonder, and also I also love the scene in the movie, and I talked about it before when they get the blood samples. Out of everyone yeah. in the film. And the practical effects is top notch. Top notch. That They're dog. like nasty practical. Like it's so gross. The, do- gross. the dog was, that dog the thing dog is was like so gross. But yeah, it worked really, really well. And we talked about the thing enough. So yeah, the thing is my number nine. There you go. All right, Lou. My number nine is Saw, the original. Saw is not better than Psycho. Here we go. Oh, my God. First of all, <laughs> Saw is not better than Psycho. Nothing he said. Get, nothing get used to that. Get used to No, we're not going to do this my whole list. Nothing he said. No, not for all of it. will make you go like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> unless it's Halloween. I'm, I'm going to be like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Look, man, if you, if you give anybody <laughs> in the world to give you a top 10 horror movie, I guarantee you, like eighty percent of them are not gonna put Psycho under her top. I party. would say ninety nine percent are gonna put Psycho. No, I have never. I legit, gee, today, I don't know. I'm talking about today. Not I have never seen a top ten horror movie that doesn't have Psycho in it. No, because you see top ten articles. That's people who love movies. I'm talking about like in general public. Eighty percent like, of people are not gonna put Psycho in the top ten. I disagree a hundred percent. Regular folk. The regular folk. I gonna... disagree a hundred percent on that. You know what though? Uh, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I'm sure there are some people out there that would see that movie and think it's boring and not like it. Mm. I think so. I think there are people that would. Those are the same people that need help. I mean, I mean, I mean, like you know, well, we know. like it. It's just there's not, so much. Might... Thing, there's so much. Like I feel early. like I feel like if you like like a group of people, you just say shoot out horror movies that you love. It's gonna be a while for somebody who's outside. Yeah, I'm sure nowadays people. Well, say, unless, I love unless you're in the group. <laughs> no, <laughs> they will be, I'll be the first one. But like, no, but if I'm not in a group and people are and you ask like a group of like, it all depends the age range too. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna sample like a a, a group of like 14 through 21 year olds, they're probably gonna give you garbage. I love the Bye Bye Man. I love the Devil Inside. I love I all this I think garbage. You go from 18 to 35. If one, I'm 31 years old and I love Psycho. I know, but you're you're not you know you're not in the majority of. I've of loved movie Psycho since I was 13 years old. The average movie watcher is different from you because you love. But uh, Psycho, Psycho is not like a film snob movie. Psycho, no, it's not. But you know I'm, talking, I mean? I'm talking like, about when when you tell people give me a horror movie, that's not the first one that's going to come to their mind. They probably won't even say Halloween. If you, now, if you, now Devil's Advocate, if you go in a group and say shoot out some of the best movies ever made, then yeah, Psycho is going to be like one of the first ones shouted out. I just completely disagree. I just I think, uh, well, depending on the age range of who you like, like what age range are we talking about? When well, I said, I said like let's say let's say eighteen to thirty-five. 
I think anyone over the age, unless you're like an early film, you know, film geek from like 13 to like 21 years old, anyone from the ages of 21 to 35 would consider Cycle a top 10 horror movie, in my opinion. I don't know. Man, I'm gonna, all right. Tomorrow, I'm gonna ask all the younger people at work if they've even well, if they even seen it, and then if they have seen it. No, younger people. What, yeah, I don't. I don't think younger people. Are I don't think. I don't. Th- yeah. See, that's that's different because. Well, I mean, not younger. I mean, like they're like 21. They're like young, like 21, 22, like that age. Like they're in that age range. So, like, I'm curious to see if they've even seen it or if they have seen it, if they like it. Oh yeah, do that, and then let us know next. Or, week. Yeah. or if they're like, it's okay. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. But back to Saul. <laughs> I forgot Saul's on the list. Go ahead. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we covered it earlier. Uh, the first time we get introduced to this uh, Jigsaw character and the, how, like, he comes off of like this psychopath that's just kidnapping people uh, into torture devices. But you know, you find out his motive. He, he's literally just trying to. What do we say? Trying to make them better people? What, yeah, he's that? trying to make them better people. So, you know, there's that little twist over there. And then, of course, the ending. Which <laughs> he is, can go about it a different way. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he could have. <laughs> but uh, the ending is a classic twist that nobody or majority of people didn't see coming. No, anyone that and I'll go fucking on a record on saying this here. Anyone that saw that coming is full of shit. Yeah, I, I, full I, I, of shit. There, you know, what? I think there are people that claim they did. Or they might have mentioned they're like, man, like they're focusing too much on the dude on the floor. I mean, I'm sure, like, I'm not that they thought he would like get up and like whatever, but maybe they thought there would be more to like this guy just laying in the middle of. Yeah, no, I, I, I did not see him being alive the whole time. Yeah, same here. I thought that was just like, all right, this guy's dead, and we go on from there. I never my, thought it, I never thought it was Zep. I can say my that. Only issue with the movie, like only only issue, and I know that uh, his name was his name Lee. Rhino, the guy who wrote it. I know he was a co-writer, and that's probably why he is a supporting actor in it. He's just not a good actor. I think the best part of his performance was the end. It's at the end, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the rest of it, he was just annoying, kind of whiny, and like I. But yeah, he he does sell the ending really well. Yeah, that that I'll give him that. The whole yelling at the end. You know what's funny? We we're talking about like saw, and, and we're talking about the ending, and gee, we forgot to put the mist in our honorable mentions. Oh yeah, so this is good. My, uh, I, I have friends that, that, that they hate it. They like it. They like it because it's good, but they hate it. It's so depressing. <laughs> yeah, it sucks <laughs> because I wanted to show Jen this movie before, like the ending was spoiled, and the ending was spoiled for her. So uh, like, I'm not even gonna let her watch it because it has no effect. You're on not even it. gonna let her watch it. Like, like <laughs> it, it might still work. There's I mean, no. Like, f- I don't talk. think there's. I don't think there's an effect the way you know it would. Because the first time I saw that movie, I was like floored by the end. I was like, oh man. That fucking sucks. You needed like thirty seconds. Do I'm like, still surprised that movie. Three years, she forgot about the ending. Yeah, I know. She'll be like, "Isn't? Wait a minute. I didn't use home. Like, I think <laughs> I know happening? this ending." Uh, <laughs> all right, G. What's your number? <laughs> what's your number nine? Uh, I got Insidious at number nine. Did you okay. like have to add that? Because I heard when when Lou said Insidious, you're like, "Oh shit!" No, I said it because I thought it. I, I think it's actually one of the best horror movies to come out in like recent yeah, years. Yeah, like, it is. Now that whole little, uh, like I said, that whole little team that, like, you know, they always say produce the makers of Paranormal Trivia and Cities. That whole little group they got there, they make great horror movies, man. I mean, yeah. Like, I, and it still has one, like, there's a scene in that movie that still makes me jump. Is it and the I've one with the guys movies. behind them? Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen it so many times. And even when I'm, like, bracing myself for it. That made my I'm wife. Like, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And then, yeah, it still makes me jump. That made my wife that whole, jump like, because when she was younger, she had, like, this nightmare of this, uh, 
like this entity haunting her that looks exactly like him. And then when she saw the movie, she was like physically like shaken by seeing that. Now there are some people that say they don't like the way the thing looks. Like it looks silly. I thought he looked pretty scary. That's just yeah, he was my pretty scary. There's also another theory that he that that and that that ghost or entity is actually the en- same entity from Paranormal Activity. Like there's a lot of like crossover elements if you look it up. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like the goat feed and uh, different, like there's like a drawing in one of the paranormal Activity movies that looks just like him. I, for Insidious, my favorite scene is um, when that song is playing, the tiptoe. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then pretty, you see pretty. like the little boy standing in the corner. Yeah. And like that's very subtle. You don't even notice. I, I think the, of that. all of them, I think Insidious has the best music. It has the creepiest music of yep. all of them. Yep. Even all the beginning when it's, it's uh, the yeah. camera's uh, panning in on the, 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 I don't know with the lady, but it was a guy that playing yeah. the lady, and then it just hits to the insidious. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really really good. And also like when you got movies like that that have solid actors, and I think like Rose Byrne and Patrick Wilson are really good in it. Yep. Um, it kind of sucks that like with the sequel because I mean I guess the sequel was pretty unnecessary because there wasn't much hot sequel. Garbage. Really bad. Hot garbage. It, was, it wasn't as good as the original. It makes it no sense. It doesn't. Now whatsoever. the third one which was like a the third one was a prequel, so that made that made that one like a little better. Well, I like, like the I, third. I like I like the third one a lot more than the second one, and yeah. but the fourth one's got sent to January hell. So and it looks terrible. I saw the trailer the other day. Yeah, I'm not excited for the fourth one. That's where horror movies do kind of well though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, money wise, but like in terms of like sub substance, it's gonna be awful. Yeah, like when, when's the last January horror movie that was good? Uh, can't think of it. <laughs> so. White noise. You said white, <laughs> white noise. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> gee, gee, I got, I, I got to give you my hot, my white noise comment. I love Michael Keaton. You guys know I love Michael. Keaton. Oh, he right? wasn't white noise. Yeah. Oh my god. So I'm like, oh yeah, shit, Michael free, Keaton's free, making free, a horror free, movie. So I'm like excited as fuck that Michael Keaton's making a horror movie. Hot garbage. I go into the theater and I'm sitting there and I'm like. Oh, this isn't very good. Yeah, that was bad. Oh my god! It's you so- know what though? The trailer is really good. Yeah, that's a good trailer. trailer. Is scary, actually. Not when they're playing, well, the, the sound does a like good job with trailers. trailers. White noise. That could have been really good. I mean, it could have been just- really good. Didn't they make a sequel? No, I don't yeah, think so. They did. Like, uh, white wait, noise did they I don't remember a sequel. White noise. Uh, hold on, I gotta look this up. White noise. White. White noise. But uh. No, I, uh, <laughs> I think of all the genres, I think horror has the best trailers, like to make you go watch a movie. Man, I don't know who cuts horror movie trailers because some yeah. of those are like deceiving. Like, I think even something like Bye Bye Man could have a good trailer. And, like, yeah, we, oh, they like, have to, they have to cut them trailers good because some of those movies are garbage. We're looking at you, Shallows. The, oh, no, gal- the Gallows. <laughs> I, no, not, oh, not Shallows. The Gallows. I thought you said the Shallows. No, 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 the Shallows is a good movie. <laughs> the Gallows. All right, I got this. I got this up for you guys. White Noise is a solid 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Solid 8. While White Noise 2 is 75 on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Oh, what? Is it good? Yo, we watching White Noise 2 tonight? I know, right? I'm about to look this up. White Noise 2 is with Nathan Fillion. I don't know who that is, but we're watching it. Oh, the castle. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, I never watched it, but I, I know he's from Castle. All right. So, uh, Well, like, it made, White Noise made money. Yeah, because everyone thought it was going to be good. Michael Keaton's in it. Horrible. And that was like that was like uh, how many how, what, what number comeback was that for Michael Keaton? I think that was like his third try. I, was, I think that was <laughs> the second. Right. And they were piggybacking off the uh, the the ring a little bit too with that. Isn't it? But like it's funny that you mentioned the Michael Keaton comeback. Isn't it funny that the movie that really really brought him back on the map was the movie about being an, a a superhero, a washed up, a washed up. up superhero? <laughs> like, it's, it's just funny. Um, 
All right, so Insidious is your number. I was like, I always I love Michael Keaton. Up and stuff. I'm like, man, Michael Keaton, you deserve better than like multiplicity. (laughs) Yeah, he does. He does. I I think he deserves. He should have won the Oscar, but that's another. I always forget that he's in Jackie Brown. Oh yeah, I forgot about that too. And then he brought that character back and out of sight with George Clooney and uh, Jennifer Lopez. Because I I guess they're connected. Despite the fact that it got destroyed by critics, I was okay with uh oh Lou, you love the movie. Which one? Um the one he just came out with this year. I feel like you're gonna come out with a American American Assassin. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So like the movie was fine. You said love I, didn't I, love didn't, I thought it was alright. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. But I, I thought Keen was great in it. Yeah, it was, it was the they best were part. To, I think I don't know if it's gonna be a franchise now. I didn't really I hope not. No, I hope not either. Um all right, and so... Dylan O'Brien Dylan O'Brien's from Hermosa Beach and I had no idea. The lead guy. He's your neighbor, bro. Yeah, had no idea. No shout idea. Out, shout out to La La Land. Um, wow, <laughs> I throw that in there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to my number eight is the newest addition to, I guess, the horror franchise. Oh, are we gonna get it? Yeah, we're getting it early, so it, I can't put it higher than eight right now. I, I need time to okay. let this sink in. But my number eight is it, 2017. Uh, I definitely have it higher than eight. I wrote it in my review. I think it's a genre-changing film in terms of like what it was trying to, what it accomplished in terms of like creating this film that was more of a coming-of-age story with a little blend of horror inside it too. Yep. And you have, uh, like I said in my review, it's the Goonies meet Nightmare on Elm Street. It was entertaining. It was creepy. I can't say over-the-top scary because I really wasn't scared for anything. But the kids were so well developed. Each one of them brought something different. I've watched the movie twice and. Uh, the two times I watched it, I found something different in it that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It is like, I, as time goes on, it would not shock me if it goes up higher on my list. But I mean, it's too early to pass it over some classics. I can't, I can't do oh. that. By but, the way, what's up? There was an armless Georgie at the Halloween party. I oh, went no, how, how did that look? Yes. How did that look? <laughs> So there were there were there were a lot of Georgies, but there was one that like had the balls and was like, nah, I'm gonna do armless Georgie. And that's <laughs> you know, I didn't want to really spoil that part. I know the movie's about two months old now. But that's oh, one yeah. of the things I loved about it. I mean, I'm I don't love killing kids or anything. But <laughs> like but the fact that it it you know, I had the balls to do it. They're yeah. like, All right, we're not gonna hold back on this. We're gonna do that scene with Georgie. And when you know, I thought they did it great. Um also love the fact that it's not the entire story and I think if it was, the movie would have been awful because it would have just been rushed, rushed, rushed. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I can talk about this movie all the time. And then Skarsgård as Pennywise is just fantastic. Is, I mean, he's scarier than than Tim Carey. I, yeah. 100%. I like I love Tim Carey's performance. It's two different performances, obviously. Yeah. They're really different. Yeah. Oh, so, but, but I think Skarsgård really put his his mark on this character. Yeah. So yeah, it is my number eight. Good yeah, and kudos to all the it kids who are also very good. And and another thing, like I, I mentioned it off the line to G and Lou, you weren't here yet. This movie's been in theaters almost two months already, yeah. and that doesn't happen nowadays. And it it's doesn't. almost is it is it close Especially to a bi- especially for a horror movie? Like, is it close to a billion G? I think we're like eight hundred, right, or something like that. It's like I think it's somewhere in like seven, like but that's still good. That's amazing. It's the highest grossing horror film in North America and worldwide, I believe. So I mean. We have to wait to 2019 for it too. Hopefully they don't mess this up. I but, hope so. But not, we'll man. see. We will see what happens. I mean, I don't I'm so curious who they're gonna get to play older versions of these. Like, are they gonna like keep it cheap and not hire names? Or since the movie got good reviews and did really well, will that attract bigger names to want? I think do it? it could. I think it could. Do you? Do we want bigger names? Yes, we do. For the big, for the for the adults, yeah. I think I'd be okay yeah. with like, like I think who. Uh, 
the girl that plays um oh my god i forgot beverly bev uh I love that she chose Jessica Chastain because Jessica Chastain would be perfect, and she already has a history with the director. Yeah, because she did Mama. Oh, she, was in, oh, she was in Hot Garbage, Mama. Mama's not Hot Garbage. Stop. <laughs> yeah, that was a good Stop. That was a solid seven. Yeah, so, we're gonna solid steal. The, we're gonna steal the G. Solid seven. It was a solid five. Uh, so <laughs> it is actually it is number five up for the year domestically, three hundred twenty-three million dollars. And let's be uh, let's be honest, that movie has no business being number five. Because no, it doesn't. Really. And like, and all the, the movies above it are Spider-Man: Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Wonder Woman, and Beauty and the Beast. I keep forgetting that Beauty and the Beast happened this year. It's five hundred million dollars. Oh, it did happen this year. It's that. Is that still the number one rated grossing movie of the year? Yep. I, well, I, mean, I don't think nothing's no, gonna be. I don't think anything. Well, no, Star Wars. Yeah, I was about to say you had. They have it still December, and then it'll be long gone but yeah like it it beat movies like despicable me three logan fade and furious dunkirk <laughs> like there's like a lot of movies that pirates of the caribbean well, like I mean, all these a better movie than all of those well it was but like these are movies that were like usually would gross as much as it yeah like a, a horror movie grossing 300 million dollars is unheard of <laughs> it'll never happen again i think nope i can say that confidently unless, I remake, it, it, unless they remake it again it's, Enjoy no, it now. Because I don't think the sequel is going to make three hundred million dollars. No, 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 I'm I think this. I'm talking about remaking it like in like twenty years. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I had the hype. To, I mean, I don't even think this movie had that much hype. It just built it as a, once the reviews started coming in that it was good. Yeah. That's when it started building it, up. It's, track, it's tracking started at like thirty million dollars. That's how people were like. I don't Actually, know. you know what? I take that back because I don't think the remake <laughs> is going to be a movie. I think if they ever remake it again, it will be like a Netflix series. Uh, I think I think they'll go really into the book the next time they do it. Except that, except that scene. No, I didn't. I know. I said. I think it would be a Netflix series. Oh, no, you're gonna, you're gonna find not, one. You will never. Oh, you, yeah, you're right. You no one will ever do that scene. Yeah, even uh, even the author was like, nah. No, I, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. No, Stephen King actually. No, but he defended said it, it. No, no, he said that he wrote it, but it was like more towards the time. Like it's not gonna work. He said he said he's not gonna yeah, work. Yeah, it would today. never work, and it would be stupid to put it in my opinion. Yeah, but I, don't I, think I, it I makes, think the next time they touch, I think the next time they touch it, it will be like a whole. Series might be years from now though. Yeah, no, it's gonna be, be any time. We we'll probably we'll be, we might be dead by then. No, we won't be dead. How, how long are you trying to live for? <laughs> I don't know, it might be like it might be like another fifty years. I'll be like I ninety. Try to make it a TV show. Yeah, I give it like a, I give it like twenty years, and we'll see it on Netflix. If Netflix, yeah, I don't even think Netflix. You're gonna be like the CW's gonna be like, yo, we're gonna do it. Okay, <laughs> CW's <laughs> away from it. With the cast of with the cast of Riverdale. The cast of Riverdale. <laughs> Please go to HBO or Netflix. <laughs> We're gonna pick someone from Riverdale, Supernatural, Supergirl, Arrow, <laughs> and I, I gotta say, while it is on my list, it's not better than Psycho. Um, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luke, keep, what what's your number eight? Number eight is the thing. Nice. Oh, yeah. pretty much piggybacked. Piggybacked. So, kind of. so yeah. I mean, uh, he's okay with that because he loves that movie. So. <laughs> it's not better than it's not better than Psycho. <laughs> um, the suspense in that movie was fantastic. The, like. Dave mentioned earlier the practical effects were ahead of his time for that film. I think we're all suckers for like I guess just us fans as movies and I mean you're you're graphic designer Lou, so you uh -huh. like you know, you appreciate all the CGI and all that fun stuff. But I think we all as I guess when we're older, we really appreciate like the old school practical effects in most movies, especially horror. Yeah, the horror thing works best for that kind of stuff. And then we'll get to that with another movie that the CGI in that movie was awful and for a specific scene. But go ahead. Are we talking about it? No, we're talking oh. about a movie in Well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Go 
But uh, <laughs> <laughs> even like, even like the re- the 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 redone a remake. I don't know if it was like a redone or it was a sequel, right? The new one. The thing is a uh, remake. It's not. It's not no, a remake. I know it was a remake of a, re- of a remake. But I'm talking about the new, a, the latest one that came that out. That was a prequel. A prequel. Okay, prequel. That's, it's actually that's not it bad. Was. No, no, it's it was great. Good. It was great. I like. It literally looked like they redid it, but then the ending kind of let you know it was a prequel. But that, like, that story is so it's it's a generic story, but they did it so well. It was like they're just people stuck in the middle of a blizzard, and then like this entity just comes and shapeshifts into I, them. I, I jumped a lot. What? I jumped a lot. I thought it was. Oh no, yeah, no, it was it was it was a great. Like I said, the suspense in that movie was great. Uh, they they took a lot of key, which came first, Alien or the the thing? Alien. So yeah, I feel like they took some cues from Alien, but I think they did it in their own way, uh, which kind of you know gave gave their own mark on the horror franchise. And I think it's a movie that everybody should remember and go see. Yeah, I mean it's it's old, it's a lot older. What I love about this list that we're doing is these horror movies is that if we have a young anyone that's young that listens to the to the podcast can actually really look into some of these old films yeah. and like check it out because. A horror genre didn't start with 2000 and on. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's so much greatness. Go before. watch Psycho, kids. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Go watch Psycho. <laughs> go watch Psycho. <laughs> Psycho, ridiculous. All right, G. All right, G go ahead. What's your number eight? Ridiculous. He's so mad. <laughs> this, is, this is probably the most mad I've been. There you go, go ahead. What's your My number eight? Eight is The Omen. Hold up. Hold on. I got to cut. Wait, I gotta the cut. Omen. The, the Omen. Are you serious? Yeah, I like the Omen. I love, I love how Dave tried to make a point so much that he missed that. <laughs> Hold up. Yeah, the Omen is not. Oh, the fucking Omen. I mean, it's a good movie. I, I don't. I don't think I don't it's think top it's, ten. Yeah, why, why are we uh, shitting on it? <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess the only I, I don't know the score is really good. I like the score a lot, and, and, and that was Dick Donner, right? Yeah, he directed. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, know, I, uh, uh, she's scary as hell, isn't Annie? <laughs> I was pretty, I was bored throughout the whole. No, I wasn't bored. I liked yeah, the movie. I, see, I just didn't think so it was I the top friends, ten. When I made the list, my friends were like, well, "I guess it's good for like a filmmaker type," but I thought it was boring. <laughs> and I, damn it, <laughs> it's not boring. I was consistently entertained. We by have the story a, we have a gen alert. Oh, here we go. So I texted her that I'm I'm going crazy with Luz not having Psycho, Ooh. and she's like, "Oh wow." What? That's, that's all I got. That's all. That, you stopped the podcast for that? Yeah, man. I just want to let everyone know. <laughs> oh, I just want to let everyone know. I thought she was like on my side and everything. Nah. Oh, oh, oh well. All right, keep going. <laughs> I don't know, man. You guys think it's boring? I don't think the Omen's boring. I just don't think it's a top ten. That's all. I, I agree. I agree with G's friends on this one. That is boring. <laughs> that's what they said. They were like, they think it's boring. What do you think of Damien? What do you think of? The overall vibe that it creates, it's not like you know, scary, but like I think it like does its job of kind of like I like the atmosphere, I love the music, I think the acting is really good too. Do you well, so? Did you? I, uh, I was gonna say that I, when it's scary, it's good. Like when, what, you know, they have scary points in the movie, they are good. I just felt like that movie dragged. That scene, uh, I will say, the my scene fa- where the nanny is like approaching the mom at the. Uh. <laughs> that scene where the nanny jumps off the roof when yes. she hangs herself. That's 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 strong. And then the scene when um that dude's head gets that gets cut off by the oh my god glass. oh yeah, yeah 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 I will say you know what you know why I can't, I, it holds to me because I connect part one with like two three and four I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Omen two three and four I think I've only seen two it's it's so bad yeah. they're so bad that remake was bad too 
She loves Man, that remake was just made so they could release it on six six oh six. I think that's like I think they had that in mind before. I think G loves Julia Stiles. He's all about her. (laughs) No, that that remember was garbage. He's like save the last dance. I'm all about that. Early Julia Stiles. You're about save the last dance, right? It's all right. That's number three on the list. He's yeah, true the true horror classic. True horror classic. I, the last I saw it. I did see it on opening day. Did your like G, did your friends like the I don't know if you guys talked about it, but do your friends like the remake as well? Or they hated it? No, they hated it. I remember when uh I'm actually still friends with some of the people I saw it with and we I remember we went on because we never really went to movies on like a Tuesday night and it opened on a Tuesday. because it was on six six six. And uh I, we were all like by the middle of the movie. We were just like, oh, "This was a bad decision. This is not yeah. good." Like, and that's another thing that has like, <laughs> Schreiber is a good actor too. Like it had like talent. I hate that little kid. The little kid wasn't good. Cotton Weir was a good actor. Leah Schreiber. I mean, you don't watch Ray Donovan. I don't watch Ray Donovan. <laughs> uh, Leah Schreiber is a really Ray good Donovan's actor. Pretty good. I've seen Ray Donovan. So I, I heard that show got renewed for another season. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah, good show. It's, it's good. Why you should know stuff you don't watch? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying. I didn't know that show was still on. Yeah, it's good. All right. He's only been nominated for Emmy every year. He's been on. No, that's true. Well, moving on to my number seven. <laughs> he, said he just brushed it off. <laughs> Whatever. My number seven is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh. That's my number seven. Oh, okay. I did not make my list. I just that. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre make your list either? <laughs> know, oh, my <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you said I just realized that. Whoops. No, okay. I, I, I literally forgot about that movie. Oh. How you forget about that? Because we're getting so many bad ones of it, so I just brushed it out the my mind. The first one is a classic. I know, the first one, yeah, but then you get so much bullshit after that. So The second one's good, too. Well, I'm not talking about the original. I'm, I'm just saying like, the second uh, one's good. I, I get why I get why people like the second one. I don't. Oh, you don't like? I, I guess you don't like that they change the tone so much of it. I hate they change the tone. Like I, I, I think that franchise could be good if they just like let it be like the first one was, and like it just that it's just not. Like I, I don't. I, I totally understand why people like the second one. I have friends that love it. They love the more kind of like comic, like dark humor of the second one. I just don't. Well, like, I, I, if I have to count anything in that franchise, it's just the first one and then the remake that I think are good. All right. So, G, uh, G I guess since Lou is out on this one, we can just piggyback on Texas Chainsaw, the first one, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I like yeah, it. That's, that's, your, that's your number seven. I feel seven like it's yeah. just okay. like, I think that's the biggest uh, thing that it look it it almost is like shot like a snuff film. Like, it feels like you're watching yeah. something real that's like played it, out. Yeah, on. It feels like well, the first time I saw it, I was I think I was like 16 or 17. And like it felt like a movie we weren't supposed to be watching. Yes, you know what I mean? I remember like it, it, it was like like G said, it felt like it was like shot on a home camera, like a video camera, and you're just like we just happened to find this found footage. Speaking of found footage film done right. Mm. Um no, nah, but I think there's so many scenes in that movie that just work and it just creeps you out just because of the way the film was made. I I uh, saw a documentary on, on Texas Chainsaw where that end scene where they're all in the dinner table. Yeah. Um, it was legit a hundred and like twenty degrees in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they had a real pig thing. And they had a real pig that uh, they it was ju- like rotting out and growing. Oh, I forgot about that. That's so gross. <laughs> and like, there's more to that movie. Like, I think after the first two, it became just about Leatherface. But the first movie's not about Leatherface. It's about the the, family. the entire family. Yeah. And <laughs> here, Grandpa. <laughs> And then that scene where, like, you have, like, the end scene where he's trying to hammer her head. 
and like with the and they just uh, oh, they're I, I just trying remember, to put the, another horror movie. Well, like he keeps like dropping it on her head, like but not really hitting her. Yeah, and then all the all the. I mean, I will say I'm glad her brother went out because her brother was really annoying. Yeah, no one likes Franklin. <laughs> I, I'm sorry that he's in a wheelchair, but no, Franklin, you suck. Like you're just you know awful. What he makes me laugh. Like it's not. It's just the way he reacts. The scene where the when they pick up the hitchhiker and then he cuts Franklin and then they kick the hitchhiker out the truck and then yeah. they cut to Franklin again and he's like crying holding his wound. He's like, <laughs> he just looked, like it just no one liked no one liked them like I, I, that scene when and you he, should I, feel sorry for him right because he's the most vulnerable. I don't, yeah I don't feel sorry for him <laughs> one bit when he's like when he just like starts like um, mocking the other guys he's like oh, oh, he's I'm like shut up dude uh, shut up. Oh, and then like, well, like right before he gets it too, he's annoying. He's like, "Sally, let's go this way." <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, Come pretty, on, I'm actually pretty upset. I forgot about this movie now. Yeah, it's so great. Like, it's it, so it's... Good. first, the first Leatherface scene is still good. Like when that guy stumbles into the, like he trips and falls, and then they open the door, or he hits him, and then they close the door on him. Yeah, the, when he slams yeah, the door, yeah. it's classic. Yeah, yeah. And the guy, the guy, when he hits him, and he's like convulsing on the floor. Like uh, it just feels everything about it feels so real. Like it, it, that reminds me of like it's the same feeling like a like Last House on the Left has and yes, uh, I Spit on Your Grave is another good example of like something just that seems like it's and the like, Texas, like, yeah the Texas Chainsaw Massacre when it was first released it were pretty much said it was based on a true story yeah which is like one yeah, percent based on you know definitely Ed, like over Ed Gein. Definitely based on Ed Gein yeah which is Ed like, Gein um, and an, and another movie in our top and G and I's top ten is based on Ed Gein. In yeah. a way, and it's not, not on the top ten. How do you know it's not my top ten? Because it isn't. Oh, because it's because, psycho. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, psycho and uh, Silence of the Lambs is another one that's loosely based on Diggy. Now, I don't think is Silence of the Lambs on your guys' list. No. No, only because I kind of like. So I there's I'm gonna mention a couple of movies that I didn't put on the list because they're more thrillers. But I almost like I wanted to put Silence of the Lambs, which I love. I wanted to put Seven, but it's like they're they're more thrillers to me than like horror movies, so I didn't add them. But I, I, if I if I wanted to cheat, I would have put seven. Seven would have been in my top ten. And Silence of the Lamb. But another one I forgot about, uh, The Hills Have Eyes, man. I forgot about that one. The remake? No, the remake is good, dude. Whatever, whichever one. It's up for, it's up, it's up for number two. <laughs> the remake's really good. No, no, I mean, yeah, I, I like the remake and the original. I just remember that movie. That was, yeah, honorable mention. The trailer attack scene is still... All right, Lou. My What's seven? your number seven? My number seven is Scream. Oh, it's... It's low for you? I know. It happens. <laughs> well, you weren't even going to put in your top ten, dude. No, no. It's it's actually it's actually my number six. So oh, we can piggyback. We can piggyback. Uh, She's like, oh, man. I, I, I have found the renewed love for this movie watching it <laughs> recently. Sorry. <laughs> I actually rewatched it this week just to get ready for the, for the podcast this It is week. so good. It it's still aged, very it good. Is, it has aged very it's well. It's still very good, but I think I'm, I kick myself for not guessing uh, that it was uh, Billy. The only scene that I'm like, oh yeah, maybe it's not Billy, is at the end when you know after they finish having sex, and then um he stabs it, he gets stabbed. Well, they, make, they make it too obvious that it's him, so you like figure out oh, it can't be him. Cause it's yeah, Stu, I never thought Stu. I always thought he was that guy that was gonna like get killed. Guy? I always thought he was just yeah. gonna get killed and whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think Geo Poly when it gets to his turn with it, uh, it pretty much brought life back to the horror fr- genre. Yeah. Like it was the definitive horror film of the '90s. I don't think anyone's gonna disagree with, with us on that. That we got to know yeah. what last summer. Uh, there, there would be like no, I know you did last summer. Or Urban Legend, and it, has, or, and it has, came and out. I mean, I think Wes Craven did a great job with taking a little bit of, 
of what Psycho did in mm. terms of killing your, you know, who people probably thought that Drew Barrymore was going to be yep. top billing on the in the film. I'm sure you were so happy that she was. I was ecstatic. No, you know what? All right. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the devil a do. Here we go. She was really good in that like scene. She is. She's good really good that scene. She is. I like when I rewatched it. I was like, you know what? She really is good in that scene. I mean, Casey Becker. It was like seemed like she was like getting around. They made it seem. Yeah. Because like at one point she had, she had a boyfriend. I'm yep. trying to be nice, man. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> I mean, I've said this before. It was a great scene, but like I said, I, I feel like it's copy paste. From I, what? Think, I think the writing was what made that. What do you mean scene. copy paste? Like you could just put any actual there. Ah, uh, but no, no was a, Drew Barrymore was pretty big. I don't like Drew Barrymore, but she no, was no, big. No, no, use her name to get the movie out. But I, I feel like any actress. I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't, was, I don't credit it her. It was that her much. idea to do that. Like she got, she they wanted her for Sydney. That's what she got cast for. And, oh, that would have like, sucked. And yeah. that's why. That's why Wes Craven. He was like, yes, Wes Craven was like going back and forth about doing it, and then he was like, all right, Drew Barrymore wants to play the lead. I'll do it. And it wasn't until like. He got involved fully that she was like, I think it'd be better if I am the girl in the opening scene that gets like killed because no one's going to expect it. She'll never and have he a thought it idea. was half a good idea and then half like, well, fuck, well, who are we going to get to play Sydney? <laughs> like, we, I signed on to like do this movie with you. I mean, it worked out in the end. Nev Campbell was a She's pretty solid great, Sydney. Yeah, I agree. Uh, um, like, um, I, I mean, I made the argument like I, I, th- I think the thing on uh, G Reels about like who's your favorite final girl and Sydney got picked by a lot of people. And like there are some people that mentioned Lori, but a lot of people ended up picking Sydney because there's like a whole character arc through four movies because you you watch her grow. Can we say? Can we agree that I would? Would you say Sydney's number? To me, Lori's number one. But would you say Sydney would be number two? See, I want to make Lori number one, but I agree with like what some people. If I'm watching it from like a film perspective and like watching like a character grow from like where she was in the first one and then where she ends up. I would have to make her number one just based on the fact that, you know, there's more character growth there. Like, there isn't a ton for Lori. I mean, like. Well, yeah, because uh, she's in two movies, right? And, well, three movies, but there's not really growth movies, because yeah. it's. Because four, I don't count and, Resurrection. And she don't she doesn't have much of a thing, like, a character in part two. Like, she's, like, fucking in the bed most of the movie. And, I mean, it's the same night, so there's not really speaking much of, to grow. Speaking of Resurrection, is that the last time we saw her? Yes. Okay. Until well, this new one comes out. That was yeah. a terrible quality. Terrible movie. Terrible movie. A lot of people terrible. like the opening scene, though. No, well, I don't I mean, even like that opening, that scene, opening scene because it makes no sense. It doesn't, and like that's a horrible way to take that character out. Like she's the strongest character in that franchise, like literally, because she's like strong, strong wills. She didn't, you know, she fought against her brother who was killing everybody, and you're like gonna kill her that way? No. Nah, yeah, it was like it was like awful. all of a sudden death. Like. Uh, were there was there anything you liked about Resurrection? Nothing. Asking not both. one thing I liked in that movie. That movie is. God awful. I, I thought I, I thought it, it was a, I thought it was a cool idea to have the whole like uh, not the reality. Well, the reality TV angle was kind of interesting, but like having those kids at the party watching the feed. Like, I thought that could have been interesting. They could have done more with it. I thought it was an interesting idea to kind of do that. Did I, did I miss something? But how? I mean, I definitely missed this. But how did the kid at the party know the girl in the house? They were like texting. I know, but how? They were, they were like pen pals, right? They were pen pals. Yeah, like pen pals online. That's the explanation. Yeah. Like he didn't know her. But like he, can you imagine ooh. that scene? Like, <laughs> I, I would pals. love, I would love like a scene where they actually meet each other, and she finds out that he's like a sixteen-year-old, and she's like in college, because he doesn't, she doesn't know that he's in high school. I thought it was like her brother or something. No, they're, they're like, oh, no, we're just like some random high school kid. Yeah, the random no, high that, school kid. That is a fucking cop out. Yeah, and then at the end, she's like, "Thank you, Deckard," or whatever the fuck his name name is. And he's over here. 
England or something weird. He just says, you're welcome to the TV that she could hear him. Yeah. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Oh, my God. Stop. Fucking bust bro. He beat Michael's ass twice. I forgot about that theater. I remember the theater laughing at the scene where he's dressed up as Michael Myers and the real Michael Myers is there. and he's like That was probably the best scene. For me, that was the best scene in the movie. He's like, you can't. Michael killed him right there. Get the fuck out of the door. Which is kind of weird, like... It is kind of weird because Michael was like, all right, I'm getting the fuck away from this guy. <laughs> yeah, for he, like, sure. He did not kill him. He just walked away. Like, all right, this guy's fucking oh, what, do you think of the, what do we think of the mask in Resurrection? Uh, it's awful, too. I, I don't like H2O and, and Resurrection is garbage. H2O, They're both garbage. Oh, and Tyra Banks was in it. First of all, we didn't see Tyra die. Her and her mean-ass forehead. She was well, like, I'm, I'm wondering if they cut the scene where she dies because there is like a still photo of her. Yeah, that's online with Michael Myers behind her. Uh, it was probably like a really up. bad bad scene. They had no choice. She's the worst lookout. <laughs> the worst lookout in history. You stick to modeling and coyote. Yeah, seriously. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> when I was watching it, okay, so we know when they're setting up the cameras, right? And Tyra Banks is being the worst lookout ever and the guy gets killed on camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's she doing? She's like eating, eating no, she's and making, dancing she's making around coffee. the room. Yeah, she's dancing <laughs> and, she's and making like coffee. She's like dancing around making coffee, yeah. <laughs> and the guy gets killed, right? Nobody looks for this guy. Like Nobody looks for that guy. Yeah, he, and after the movie, they're dead because uh, the house burns down. Well, so. I mean, she, I guess she just thought that he set up the camera because when he dies and then, the ca- and then he's out of the frame, she's like, oh, that's some solid camera plates or whatever she said. He doesn't reply. Like, nobody looks for him. This, this is awful. He, got, he got a tripod through the throat, right? Yeah. There were some good, there were some good kills in that movie. Really. Okay, kills. Such a terrible movie. Well, they killed the guy from American Pie, too. Doesn't he get his head chopped off? No, the girl gets her head chopped off. The guy from American Pie. What does he do? What does he get? Oh, I forgot. He gets. Oh, I think he comes through the mirror thing at him, like and grabs oh, yeah. him. Yeah, that was. That and was terrible. The back of the, and head. The, girl, the girl in the basement that she was going through that gate. That was a terrible. I think with the fact that we're giving Resurrection more time than Scream is a travesty. So let's go no, back. It's to just how bad it is, man. <laughs> well, it, like, it's, sometimes it's fun to talk about bad movies. Yeah, no, it definitely is. But Scream. Like, Scream, Scream is a classic. His character was like obsessed with cooking. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Name of this episode is Sugar Cheap, motherfuckers. I know. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Do it. <laughs> do wait, it. Did you, you, what I didn't like, if there is, is something I did, I guess I didn't like that they did this in Scream 2. Man, there's no way Dewey survives all this shit. <laughs> no. Dewey should have definitely died. Dewey should have died like four Dewey times. I, why, I mean, Wes Craven said that he did the whole Dewey thing at the end of part one to be like, yeah, hey, I kind of like him, and like, let's shoot this. In case you want to use it to show that he's alive, and like, you can survive being stabbed in the back. Is this the, is this the movie that got David Arquette and uh, Courtney Cox yeah, together? I believe so. Yeah, and the, that, the progression of their relationship is so like this was, you can. This was before he won a WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, like wait, before. Flirting, <laughs> they, they were like flirting on like Scream, and then they were full on dating by Scream Two. They were married when they did Scream Three, and, and then divorced, divorced by Scream Four. I could have sworn it was a Scream Five. Like <laughs> no, I saw, a po- no. I could have sworn it was a poster. No, there. No, that's like the Morgan Freeman effect. Are you thinking, or the Mandela are you thinking effect. TV? Maybe you're thinking the TV show. Uh, it was like the Mandela effect. I was what I saw Ghostface with like a five shaped like a knife. I know. I know there, well, there's too. a lot of like uh, there's a lot of fan made posters though. A lot of people want to. Oh, that's that's probably what it is too. I, I probably saw that. Then. I actually like part four. I want to throw that out there. It's better than part, part three. Part four was good. I like. I part like part four. Yeah. Way better I think than part I think three. That was made purely for fans though. Part four? Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that was made for everyone. I think that was a fan. I think they needed a better final chapter because part three, that reveal is soft as hell. And then it's like, and then it wasn't even like, and like he was the one pulling the strings the entire time. No, that's just stupid. (laughs) Um, I love. (laughs) What happened? It's like it's a really bad reveal. 
That's but it's terrible good for them. I mean, Deb Campbell, even in the worst one, like she's always like she's just good in all of them. I will say one of my favorite. I mean, out of uh, all of them, all of them, my favorite. One of my favorite uh, conversations, I guess, with Ghostface is in part two when Sydney picks up the phone for the first time and he's like, "Hello, Sydney, remember me?" I thought that was really, really strong. And then he just said, "My friend room. hates my friend. Friend hates that she picks up the fucking phone at the in that part because it's not her house." <laughs> like, oh, why is she, it's not her house. Uh, he's like, she's a, she's like, Sydney's a my rude friend, house guest. Why was she the phone at the door? Like, at a, they were at a frat party or whatever. Why is she answering the phone she's there? She's a rude house guest. I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. What's your favorite she kill in part one? She, favorite kill? Yeah. Would you say the garage door? That's a little, like, wouldn't no. that, okay. Wouldn't that stop, though, once it hits something? Like, garage doors, when they hit something, they go back down. Yeah, they go back down, but. I don't know. I, I feel like that, like her like thinking is like she. I feel like she lasted too long thinking it was not real. Like I just felt like that was like not that genuine. But okay. my favorite. She is, she is great. She is great that scene. Though. Yeah, I, she is. I just feel like a regular person would have been like would have known something was up. <laughs> like, <right away. laughs> like she was over here stripping. It must be. Re- it was really cold in that room. That yeah. that scene, by the way, it was very cold. Jeez, like, uh, you know, in retrospect, that scene is so weird now because it's like I know the wine scenes were involved in that movie because the dimension yeah. film. Yeah. yeah, that adds a little element. Still too. a great movie though. You can't. I mean, they're just the money behind it. They didn't make. They're not the filmmakers. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think of my, my favorite kill. Uh, you know, what? it's not really my favorite kill, but it's completely kind of surprising when Kenny gets killed, the camera guy. Yeah, you're out of nowhere too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're dealing with the whole 30-second delay, so you know that, like, oh, like, well, he's probably coming out right, and it just happens right then. You know what? Yeah, I think, I think that, that, that was... And so. I love the scene where Randy's explaining everything behind Halloween's score. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really well he, done, uh, too. That whole scene where he's doing the whole behind you thing, and, like, Ghostface is, like, right behind him, too. Yep. That, was, so the, that was the most... I love the way they use Halloween in Scream. That's really... That's... Awesome how they use it. That was a, and that was the uh, saddest kill in part two because there's no reason Randy should have gone. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I guess like we always talk about like who would you rather if it was like Dewey or Randy? I guess Dewey. I because mean, I like both of them. I like Randy but, better. Like, Randy, the Randy one hurt, and I knew they had like Wes Craven said they came down to like they had to like kill someone important. They couldn't just be a bunch of random people that were just in the second movie. Like so, it had to be someone important, and it definitely couldn't be Sydney. So I mean, I I get why it was him. I, I would have killed uh, Gail Weathers. Ah, oh, she was good in the second one. Yeah, I actually love I love Courtney Cox in part two. I think she fully like. I don't. I, I think in part one, yeah. she doesn't quite like. Like she's good, but she doesn't quite own the part. She's in full on like bitch mode in part two. Yeah, and she and nails she looked, it. She looked pretty hot too in part and, two. Yeah, she did. And considering like her what her character was like on Friends at the time, like it was completely different. For her to but, just be that like kind of cold and just like just a total bitch, like she was so good. But I would have gone. But I'm with you. I would have gone with someone else except Randy. Yeah. Like my favorite scene in the second one is when with her is when she's talking to Dwayne Martin, the, her camera guy, and she's trying to conv- he's trying to convince her why they shouldn't be doing it, and he's like talking about how like oh like I read your book and your cameraman got gutted and she's like he wasn't gonna made it up his throat was slashed <laughs> like she was like so like not a lot about it. <laughs> Well, that's. Yeah. I, I'm sure we'll talk about Scream again in a few picks. But what's your number six? Oh my god! Hold on, sorry. I got distracted talking about Scream so much. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I got real distracted. Sorry. Oh, I have Alien at number six. Nice. Oh, you have it nice and high. I did. Um, 
I almost forgot about it, but not even forget about it. But like, I, like I said, I think of it as a sci-fi movie first, but then I forgot. Like, you know, the first one does play like a horror movie, completely, and um, it's still. I mean, I watched. I think I watched it when Alien Covenant came out, so fairly recently. Okay. And it's still and it still holds up. It's still pretty scary. Um, it kind of holds true to that whole, you know, the whole like what you don't see is a lot scarier than what you do see, and the fact that they kind of cover up the xenomorph. Uh, for most of the movie, yeah, I thought that Until was really effective. Really, acts is like what makes it so good. And again, the I mean, it's cool. Like the Xenomorph was like a practical thing. Like it wasn't like that's what kind of like even though I liked Alien Covenant more watching it at home, like all the scenes with the Xenomorph where you can tell it's just a CGI thing, yeah, kind of kills it a little bit. I agree, one thousand percent on that. Well, another example of like simple practical effects just makes it all better. The Ju- like, the Julian yeah. can recreate that in CGI. Word. All right. Yeah, Mo- Drew, Drew is so creepy. <laughs> moving, moving on to number five. Uh, my number five is The Exorcist. I'm surprised because I, like, you don't really. I mean, I guess you don't uh, speak down on it, but you kind of think it's. No, I mean, uh, like, I think it's. I don't think it's the scariest movie ever made. The way everyone else thinks it is. And I think. And I you think know what? My mom told me a story that they, when she saw it, that <clears> they gave. Uh, vomit bags for people because there were people throwing up in the theater from seeing certain things. I, I mean, I guess in '73 that would be the case. Like, I think it's I, I think it's a very good movie, and I mean, it was nominated. It was even nominated for Oscars. I think it's one of the only horror movies to nominate for Oscars. Best picture, best supporting actress. Yeah, like it's a well-made film. Yeah. However, I really feel that the first 20 minutes, anything outside of Reagan, I like. You, I know we debated on this before. I don't feel like. You feel I don't care about these priests. Like when Karis dies, it's not nothing that I'm I'm sad over. I'm actually I'm happy Reagan's better because that's where the full concentration of the film should have been, in my opinion. I mean, you really like you see the statue in the beginning of the movie when Meredith is in the desert, and you never touch on it again. It's just there because it wants you to know that that's the demon. That's where the demon's coming from. Uh, so I, I don't I don't really think what's that the name that of the would, demon. Again? A Pazuzu or something like that, <laughs> but they don't I'm, even. But Bobby. they don't even say the name of the demon until part two, which you miss if you miss last week's. Oh, G. part two. Have you ever seen uh, the, the heretic is awful, <laughs> dude? It is. We were talking about it last week because it was on my list, and I think it was on lose list it was too. On my list. It, oh my god, what a fucking trip experience! Uh, I thought it, it was like a sports center recap with some bullshit added Wait, onto do it. You- do you realize when you're making it, if you're them, like, oh, this is hot garbage. What did I sign up for? <laughs> no, they thought it was a shit. Oh, my God. It was terrible. It was just god awful. And then fucking. And we were talking about, like, the fact that James Earl Jones was filming Star Wars at the same time. So it's like. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, mean, like I wonder what he's thinking. He's, what like, part of film. <laughs> he's like, this Exorcist 2 film is going to be way better than this space yeah. nonsense I'm making. Imagine him like, talking about it while he's doing voice recordings for Star Wars. Like, oh, if you only knew what I did earlier today. <laughs> like, I am making a cinematic masterpiece, and you're we're, instead of this space nonsense, we're here. <laughs> but, um, not nah, like the whole, the whole scene. I mean, anything when it comes to Reagan, when we get to Reagan and we get to like actually see what's going okay. on with her yeah, and like. That's what I'm interested, in. and yeah. I think That's the best part of it's movie. a well. It's such a well-made movie, but I I just can't put it in one of like the number one scariest movie. And the it's just, stabbing herself, the crucifix scene. Anything when she's gets, possessed is fantastic. Like when she goes, it, when she goes down the stairs, the when she spider scene. crawls down the stairs. That's fantastic. When she spins her head in the room, that's fantastic. Shout out to practical effects. 
Um, what the fuck was she fucking pees in the middle of the dinner party? <laughs> that was random, right? It's embarrassing. Yeah, she's like, what did she say? You're all gonna die. It was something like that. She said something. She's like, and then she just starts peeing, and like, that was on troll two level. All those those, like rich white people were like, (laughs) I think, I think I posted, I posted this on Facebook like a few few weeks ago that I feel like it's extremely overrated. Okay, because of yeah, but the but the strong scenes are so strong. They are no, absolutely. I don't. I'm not disagreing with you on that. Like they are so like they work so well. And like I mean, I mean, I'm sure you you have a good home theater setup. Like if you watch that on like a good home theater setup, like all the possession scenes and stuff are so good. And the score is fantastic. Yeah, it is. Tubular bells. Yeah, the score is fantastic. And I, you know, who doesn't get a lot of credit? I don't know who the voice was. Whoever the voice of the demon was was fantastic. Have you seen the YouTube video of uh, some of Linda Blair scenes before they uh, insert the demon's voice for no, whoever does the demon's be, voice? Is it funny? So it's not it's not it's not bad. Like I mean, you, she actually is, she's using her what she would probably think is what the demon would sound like. Yeah. Um, but it's so it's so but it, it almost makes it kind of creepier because there's this like child voice saying some of the fucking gross stuff that you know she ends up saying in the movie. Do you know what she did? Yeah, uh, it, cunting daughter. I actually, one of the scenes on YouTube. They oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's actually really. It's I mean, it's yeah. It was pretty interesting to hear. And it's uh, the guy who played Oscar. You know, uh, he's the dad of Jason Patrick. No, oh, I didn't know that. I will say too. I I don't know if I'm supposed to not get the end, but I really don't get the end when um. I guess it's supposed to be a comparison of the priest with the with the with the with the cop when they're like, "Oh, have you seen this movie?" and he's like, "I've seen it." And all that stuff. I'm like, "I guess who cares? It should the end scene should be concentrated on Reagan, exactly. not the goddamn priest." Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I I think it's a great movie, but I just well, can't He was going I mean, he was going through his own stuff too. I mean, I like I know you said that there's not much of a like character arc for him or maybe like I mean, I think that's what you said. Yeah. But I, I feel like there was stuff that was going on within him without him having to, like, really say. Well, I will say lot. this. Like, they <laughs> they make sure that they try to create a story arc with his mother and all that stuff. And I get I get it. They're trying to do that. So when the time comes that they're performing the exorcism, that you're like, oh, my God, like, this guy's really going to suffer because it's the dude so is. so messed up. She switches to the mother's voice. Like. <laughs> so messed up. Why don't you do this to me, Debbie? <laughs> <laughs> The devil's a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's a bastard. <laughs> Straight up bastard. Straight up bastard. Yeah, you're not wrong on that. Um, but yeah, the exorcist. I'm sure it's not higher on your list, but the exorcist is my number five. Wait, we what, should talk about it. That's all I got there. Are we up to six? No, we're five. I would have said my six. What was your six? My six is Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, that's so low. <laughs> so low. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I mean. I, I, I think me and G. Three. I think me and G are going to talk about this later, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll save it. It's one of the top three horror villains. So. All right. Cool. All right. Well, personality-wise, he's probably the best one. Yeah. Easily. Easily the best one. Um. What about? All right. So I guess you're number five then. And I feel bad. I did put like Dream Warriors and stuff. Dream Warriors is good, but it's not top ten. Dream Warriors is good, but it's not top ten. What about what's Craven's Nightmare? That's actually really good too. Not top ten. Yeah, not top ten, but it's good. Uh, my number five is Wreck. Excuse me? Wreck. What the fuck is Wreck? We've been through this. It's Wreck the, is good, dude. You, you have never seen it. Dude, the we, Spanish version he of has quarantine. mentioned Wreck so many times on the podcast. Wait, and you have the a same, lot of times on the podcast. I think, I think you have the same reaction. Like, what's Wreck? 
It's yeah, what, uh, what is Wreck? You know, you know the movie Quarantine. You think Wreck is, is better than Psycho? Yes, yes, I do. Oh my as god! A, as a horror movie, yes. Um, I'm done. <laughs> oh, so no, I don't need to see Wreck. It's not better than. Yeah, be better you, than Psycho. You haven't seen Wreck, so you're not just like just saying so it's then not I good. Can, I'm not gonna say it's not good. I'm just gonna say not better than Psycho. I can probably watch it in. After this podcast, and still say it's not better than Psycho. Uh, in horror movies, as is for me. It because is. you'll be going into it being like, oh, it's not going to be better than Psycho. I'm, I'm playing Devil's Advocate. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but this is a fantastic movie, though. Uh, I, got, I, got, we, I mean, we mentioned it before. It's a great zombie fic. Uh, pretty good concept. Quarantine does a good job of copy. Well, not copy. Well, I guess copying. Yeah, remaking it. No, it did until the ending. Yeah, they literally the same thing until the end. Yeah, that's the only thing that's but, different, actually, is the- yeah, just that aspect of like you're stuck in a building and there's a zombie outbreak and then like neighbors start turning little by little and you don't know who's turning next. Uh, yeah, that and... that part of it, uh, that part of both movies freaked me out. It's like they're so isolated and they can't get let out. Yeah, and because they left it out, I liked a lot was uh, when they when they when they trapped everybody in and they couldn't get out and then like you had cops in a building and they were trying to like, keep the peace and then they realized like they're not getting out either and then it just becomes all hectic from that point. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, uh, it's really well, dude. You should see it. It's really it's, well done. It's one of the best shaky cam movies. <laughs> Found footage. Found footage. David's favorite genre. <laughs> shaky cam. <laughs> uh, yeah, it has yeah, a seven point five out of ten on IMDb. You need to check out. Yeah, I got to see what this is on Ryan real quick. It's a it's a pretty solid movie, man. I mean, quarantine is good. I just I I feel like the re- the ending of Wreck is a lot better, and then Wreck Two just follows. I think up. Uh, I mean the only thing that makes quarantine better, I think, for you know regular people, is that it you know it's not a foreign film, so it's like it's yeah, it makes it more accessible. Than, <laughs> is it yeah, Wreck or so it makes it, No Wreck R E C like record like like record like record R E C. Oh okay. That's why he's been looking up the wrong movie. He's looking up some Nick Cannon movie, probably. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't even find the like, tomatoes. It has to be on tomatoes. Uh, oh. It's eighty-eight percent. There you go. You should yeah, watch the movie, Dave. Well, it's, not <laughs> it's not better than Psycho. It's a, it's a it's a very solid horror movie. Solid, oh, not top, five, not top ten. No, definitely Wait, have top you seen ten. Court? Have what you seen Quarantine? Have uh, you seen Quarantine? No, I I think when we had a uh, uh, J-, J Fry and Ben on here, I mentioned that I hadn't seen it. You should watch them. Watch Wreck first. And Wreck Two, then Quarantine. Yeah, it'd be it'd, it'd be interesting to see like like what you think if you watch them back to back. You are watching the same movie, except until you get to the end. Yeah. All and right. the, the ending of Rec 1 it just leads up to Rec 2, which is another fantastic movie. All right. Uh, G? It was fantastic. It was I. <laughs> <laughs> What's Sorry. your number five, G? Uh, number five is Scream. Oh, oh man. Yeah. You could have just piggybacked yeah. with us. Yeah, well, I wanted to save it for myself. You wanted, you wanted to talk about it <laughs> Go himself. ahead. Preach. No, no. Talk about Drew. No, no. No, I want to make it all about Drew Barrymore. Actually, no, we no, we talked a lot about it uh, already. I, 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 what I like about it for me as a fan is that every kind of generation has their like horror movie. Like people in the seventies had theirs, and and people in the eighties had theirs, and like this is ours. I think it's like that definitive horror movie that you can look back on and be like, yeah, I was this old when I saw it for the first time, and like you know, it feels like something that was made for us, and it was made for like horror fans too like kevin williamson that was his like love letter to horror movies and horror fans basically because he was a horror fan himself so he wrote something that he knew would be accessible to horror fans and he i think he wrote the first scary movie that made characters that like it it didn't talk down to the audience it was like very much on the level with the people who would be seeing it 
That's like true. it what he made them smart he made them self-aware and it kind of sucks that the self-aware thing became like a thing after that like yep. i think i think almost any horror movie like had a character that would mention like oh it's just this is just like that one movie like and but back when scream came out like no one was doing that and it was funny and it was clever I'm it does you. a good job of mixing it does a good job of mixing kind of like it's kind of like satire with like horror like it, it's hard to find that kind of balance with movies like that and it definitely finds the right balance, I think. I agree. All right. And it still holds up. I know my friend. My friend thinks it's dated. Oh, yeah, I have no, a friend that thinks it's kind of dated. Up. He likes. I don't think it's dated it at all. Dated. No, it definitely holds up, and I do, I do like agree with you. It's like our generation's horror movie. Like that that defines our generation. Yeah, I mean, like it, it like it, like you know, with like I I, I know Halloween kind of started the slasher craze, but I kind of credit Friday Thirteenth more with kind of creating the eighty slasher movies that kind of came after that. Yeah, and I, I don't think, think Halloween is just a slasher a movie. Slasher movie. So like, so Scream did the same thing in the '90s, like where you after Scream, you had to know you did that summer, and then Scream Two, and then Disturbing Behavior, and like Halloween H2O, and then like the list kind of went on and on and on until you know the early 2000s when it died off again, and then another type of horror film replaced it. But it, I mean, it was the thing. The for slasher a while. film, for the most part, is pretty much dead at this point. We haven't. I just realized it's we been haven't a while. had. Like, uh, a solid one, in a like while. or actually one that's come out in a while. I mean, like yeah, it's more supernatural now. Yeah, I mean it sucks because like I would love to have a good slasher movie come out. Hey, we might next year. My friend tried to say the Strangers, but I don't think the Strangers is a slasher movie. I mean, it's I, it's pretty it's solid, but I don't consider it a slasher who's movie. Who's next is kind of a slasher movie. You're next. You're next. Yeah. You're next. Oh, but Sorority Row was too. I actually like Sorority Row. I think it might be the only one. That she did. It. It's <laughs> shut up. It was good. She did. It was fun. It's fantastic. I don't like your sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, horror is definitely gone supernatural. Now. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna have a weird. I'm gonna have a weird marathon today where I'm like, I want to watch Psycho, and then I'm like, I'm gonna pop in Sorority Row right yeah, after. Yeah, you're gonna watch it right after. You're like, this is a follow up <laughs> to fucking Psycho Sorority <laughs> Row. Nothing better to watch after. And I'll be like, you know what, Sorority Row, Sorority Row, it holds up. It holds up close to Psycho, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Might be even better. <laughs> Might be even better. <laughs> All right, so moving moving on to my number <laughs> quattro. Number quattro is Nightmare on Elm Street. Wait, wait, you said that mine was too low. You were like two spots or one yeah. spot ahead of mine. Two, two that's spots. Not, that's not too low. Two spots. So um, Nightmare on Elm Street is number three for me. Oh, okay, so we can piggyback oh, on that that's then. Like you piggyback. I'm not yeah, even. Yeah. Wait, well, we just have to remember, <laughs> yeah, <we just laughs> remember that. Just wait, help me remember five, that. So I, I skipped g- number four. Like, yeah, that was number three for me. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street is, uh, wh- where can we start with this? Where can uh, we start? I scared the shit out of little kids. I think it never it was- really scared me, but it was the first, it was the, I think uh, it, was the it scared me. I think it scared me because there's no control over, like, exactly. when you fall asleep and have dreams, you I don't think, really have control over that. I think, like, I think of the three of them, Freddy scared me the most. Uh, I would say only in the first one. Michael Michael Myers scares me. Yeah, more Michael first, Myers like, scares Michael me Myers. more. Yeah, um, that's that's more real to me. Than me being stalked in like a suburban neighborhood is more real to me than like what goes on in Nightmare on Elm Street. But Freddy Krueger character is very scary in the first in the one. First one because and I love that they keep him in the shadows in the first one. Yeah, like you know that first scene with Tina, or yep. I don't know the second scene that he has with Tina. Yep, you keep him in the shadows the, and the then he just with his yeah. arm stretching and he's like, yep. "This is God," and then um. That whole scene where I think we talked about it before, where he kills Tina, and they like they had like an upside down room set yeah. up, 
And that scene right that there holds up too. Holds up so well. And remember when you were talking about like how when you do remakes, some C- they try to CGI certain scenes. Yeah. And I talked about this before when we were talking about remakes. Do you remember where they CGI the hell out of that scene? Oh yeah, the Clash of right? Yeah, and like the what? Man, yeah, and that's no, like, dude. The, the wish, when Nancy's sleeping and Freddy hovers over yeah. her, and in the remake, it's like this like weird. It just looks terrible. And then in the original, it, what was it? G was it like a latex or something? It was like a latex, and they just had they actually had uh, someone just push their like push through it. And he shot it, and he like lit it a certain way, so like it would kind of pop on screen. Yeah, so but, it yeah, looked he looked like he's hovering he, over yeah. her instead of like. And there's actually like a there's a still they have like still photos online where they're shooting it, and you can see the person pushing through it, and like uh, Heather Langenkamp's in the bed, like so it was all done practical, and yeah, and then the remake they CGI'd it, and it wasn't good at all. Wow. Um, like if you compare, if, and actually if you compare the Tina death scene in the original and the remake, and like it's so the remake one is so bad. Because it's just really it's just so over the top and like you can tell they're using like CGI even even for that scene. Yeah, I think they upped it even more. They were just like, I'm all about the CGI for the remake, and it was just it came off really bad. And it looked like uh, I always forget who plays Freddy in the remake. Uh, Jackie Peter. Uh, it looked like he had pieces of ricotta cheese stuck on his face. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like it looked. I get, I- the intention of casting him because like he had just got did he win the Oscar or did he get nominated the Oscar no. for who he was in? He was nominated. He was nominated, and I get that they wanted to pick a good actor to play Freddy. It was Rorschach, and like, yeah. and I guess on on paper that was a good idea, but like he just like, like I, I wouldn't say Robert England's a bad actor because I think he's he is good, and he completely owns that role. And like a lot, I think a lot of stuff that Freddy ends up doing in the movies. Like, I mean, I know Wes Craven is like, I wrote that character, but a lot of it has to do with what Robert England just did on his own to yeah, make definitely. that character. Um, I agree. He create he made that character into an iconic character. And, like, I know you love, like, you mention this all the time, and I agree with you. Like, you care about uh, Nancy. You don't, you yeah. know, she's a character that could be well-liked. And her parents suck. Just want to throw that out there. Do. Her mom, her boozy mom, <laughs> yeah, her boozy mom, and her sh- unattended dad. <laughs> I realized the part where this whole series went off for me was when I saw the the, the um Freddy bus. That's when I oh, that, was in, that was in part, that was part two, two, right? Part yeah. two. Yeah, that's, that's when the whole series was like uh, Dream Warriors is great. Dream Warriors was not good. Scene where he when he burst out of the dude, like when he's coming out of him, that scene is still like nasty, freaky, gross. But it's not. I mean, I'll, I'll say that Dream like Dream Warriors is. Is like I said, it's not a top ten, but I think Dream Warriors it makes up for part two a lot. It, it, that should have been what two was. Yep, I agree, one hundred percent. And I forget uh, that they kill off Nancy. I r- always forget that they kill. It's her so off. solid though, too. It had to happen. And like I, I mean, I remember at, like when I was a kid and I first saw it, I was like, no, that sucks. But like you're watching it as a no, film, yeah, like it's a works. Good, you know who a good I moment though. Gee, you know who I love in part three, Kincaid, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he's like yelling like Puga, Puga. <laughs> I love yeah, him. I mean, this and is I not. I hate that they kill off all the Dream Warriors, like all the original Dream Warriors in Part Four, like right away. Yeah, no, I do love in Part in Part Four where uh, when they kill Except Kincaid, the Patricia Arquette knock off. You can die. That's fine. Yeah. When when Kincaid <laughs> when they thought um when Kincaid thought he had killed uh, Freddy again, I just dude every time I watch Part Four, I always d- laugh when he's like. He sort does a little dance move. He's like, "Yeah, yeah take that, <laughs> motherfucker!" <laughs> and then Freddie like just comes out. Uh, I was alright. 
I like I Alice. Think, I do like, I like Alice. I like Alice. I think Alice is a solid uh, main character. I think Alice is like she does. She's developed a little bit better than Nancy throughout the two movies. I yeah, think. the thing is, um, I also like because Heather Langenkamp's acting quality in the per- first one isn't great, but I think it adds like the way she plays it because she's supposed to be like a you know a shy kind of like teenager. Yeah, her not being completely polished actually works for that character a lot. And I think that's why, and I think that, and there's like there's a vulnerability there that you know I think you need that in movies like that. Okay. You need to care. You need to care about her throughout the whole thing, and she goes from being like you know kind of a scared victim to someone that takes charge. Like I, I mean I have a friend that hates the whole like Home Alone movie trap climax. Oh uh, yeah, 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 I got you. But it's it's kind of it's funny though. Nightmare, I mean like the way but yeah, but the way that she sets things up, like to like kind of bring him out and sabotage him, it was like it was fun. And um, Johnny Depp's death, Glenn's death was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. That was a lot of blood. Oh, <laughs> uh, you saw? Did you see? The, I think it's on the documentary they did that never sleeps again. That he was supposed to come out of the bed at the end. Oh, uh, why well, didn't it, I have seen it? But I don't recall. Wait, well, yeah, but, originally, but was, originally he was supposed to. Originally he was supposed to come out of the bed completely covered in blood and then like kind of fall down. But then they were like, uh, well, it doesn't really make sense because like, we just saw this like volcano of blood shoot yeah. out, so his body wouldn't be intact. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, that scene is so... And it sucks, too, because the mom... It's all the it's all her fucking mother's fault. Oh, actually, you know what? His parents' fault, too, because they won't let uh, her talk to him on the phone. Yeah, that's true. And she and they you put know, the phone off the hook. You with kids. <laughs> right? Like, who does that? Like, what if there's an emergency? Phone off the hook. Yeah, it's well, not like they have like they, a cell phone or anything. Well, I mean, in their de- in their defense, they were watching this girl kind of unravel across the street. She did look pretty crazy, and then they put the bars up <laughs> on the windows to make her look even more crazy. Yeah, that's true. And then um, when she's talking, when she's telling her dad it's Freddy, he's like, "Yeah, right." Yeah, okay. That scene's good too. Actually, uh, Heather Linkham is actually really good in that scene where she's saying what she's gonna do to like, and he like the fact that he still is like doesn't really buy it. And like, shout- you see all these. Shout out Weird stuff. next time you yeah. next time you watch it. Shout out to Lynn Shea. She's actually the nurse, I believe, in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay, Lynn, Lynn Shea just been getting work because of New Line for her. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean it does help that she's related to Bob. Shea. You know, re- realizing though, like Freddie makes absolutely no sense. Like, what is he? He's just a. Cr- I don't know. Well, he, that makes absolutely no sense because if you could take him, so he was a child murderer, right? But like, wasn't he supposed to be like a child murderer slash? Molester. No, no, I'm not talking about like him well, alive. He was. I'm talking about like his spiritual side. Like, what is he? Like, you, you can't take a ghost out of a dream, but well, you can take Freddy out of a dream and keep put him in the real world. But then, how does he get back to the real to the dream from the real world? There's no continuity. I know there's no continuity. I'm just saying it makes no sense whatsoever. But he's fun. It was a fun movie. Yeah, that was a great movie. <laughs> you just you're just trying to pick apart Nightmare. What's yeah. wrong? It's terrible. <laughs> um, all right. I mean, Jason makes no sense either, but... I think Jason makes the least sense out of any of yeah, them. Yeah, I think so too. How much time passes between... Uh, One and two? Little boy, little, little, boy, little boy Jason and then uh, big boy Jason. No time. I think it's no like time. just a few months. It was like the next night. He had a growth spurt. I'm going to just say that that scene where Jason comes out at the end of part one is just like a dream. and then It's not real, right? He's already so he's an probably, adult. He might, he might, yeah, he's already an adult. Okay, that makes sense. And then, yeah, like, but, but then people are like, "Well, he saw his mother get killed, but like, wasn't his mother like grieving because, like, why didn't he just come out to his mom? Like, hey, I'm yeah, alive. it doesn't make sense. Like, he could have just ran out, but like, mom, I'm alive, <laughs> <laughs> right? Could have saved a lot of people. Jason. No, you're you're not you're not wrong. None, none of you are wrong on that. Oh well, Lou, you have to do your number four, right? I do. All right, what's your number four? 
my number four is uh, it. Uh, yeah. So my I will say from my number four and up are movies that I, that when I saw them I got pretty obsessed with, and I am pretty obsessed with it at the moment. It's from this last movie. When like the I'm four, already when, obsessed. When, when the original <laughs> movie came out, did it really they didn't really do anything for me. Um, I didn't really find it scary. I thought it was kind of cheesy. Tim Curry, you know, he he played a good role. He played a creepy crown, but the movie overall just didn't do anything for me. And this one was so good that I'm just going back and doing a whole bunch of research on the character. I'm actually uh, listening to the audiobook of the book, and it's like, it, it really made me go back and like listen to the source material, and I'm pretty excited what they're going to do with the first one. And if you, if anybody who has read the book, what they do with the new movie, like, they, they take a lot of liberties, which I actually liked, and they made it their own, and actually kept uh, some things from the books, but it, it, it was refreshing enough to you know make it more modern i guess because they went a couple years ahead but i just like the way that they refreshed it from the book especially like uh i would say like as far as the technology like i, I know in the original movie we had a photo album where uh pennywise comes to life on the photo album and we see the hand come out and they kind of like redid that now with like the um the projector scene uh that projector scene is that might be dope. the only scary scene in the movie actually no actually that actually freaked me out. Oh, th- my favorite scene from the movie. This is hands down what made the movie like over the top for me. Like as far as like a horror classic, is um I think it's the first time they go into the the house on Nebo Street, and they're they're fighting Pennywise, and Pennywise has uh, Eddie, and they all come over, and then uh Bill is like he's not real, you know, Leonardo is real, and he just looks at Bill, and he just like goes like, is this really enough for you, Bill? Like that part was just like oh, like so creepy. Yeah. I love the scene with Georgie in, in the in the water. The one where he's, he's in the basement? Like, if you come, the, the, you, you'll oh, you, too. And you see him as a puppy. Yo, when he, he shows him as a puppet and he just slams him in yeah. the water. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, no, that does one, one, one of the few movies that was better than the trailer. Because like, even the scene that we saw from the trailer, they were way better in the movie. Oh, yeah, easily. So kudos to that, man. They did a fantastic job. And I know you said it wasn't high because it's new, but for me... And literally, once I saw it, it became like an instant horror classic for me. And I, I, I try like, not with that one. Like, I try not to be a prisoner of the moment because it's still too new. And there's like, well, for me, new- like I said, for me, it's not that many movies that get me obsessed. And like I said, my top four kind of like that. Like, once I see them, it was like, I got to find out everything about the source material, what's going on with the movie, like everything. And it, this is one of them. All right. All right. I guess we're up to our top three. There you go. And my number three is not on neither of your list, so I guess I'll go first. Uh, my number three is The Shining. I recently watched it this week. And, okay. Um, it's just uh, Nicholson didn't win an Oscar for it, but it's right up there with probably one of my favorite performances of his. You know why it's, not, did it make my it's list? It's good, good, but it's too long, man. It's good, but you, <laughs> you really don't like long movies. I've come no, to I the conclusion. Like, like, I do like long movies. It's just really long, and like it's like it's like it's. And it is not, two hours and, and fifteen minutes, off, and it starts off slow too. Like it's like it's fine. I love it. I'll just it's not yeah, my I, top. I don't, I don't mind the length. The only reason it just didn't make mine is just because I think I've seen the movie maybe two or three times in my life, and I don't go back to it. Like I don't really feel the urge to keep. Watching. Oh, I watch it every year. That's what I'm saying. You love do. Like, I, don't, I don't have that emotional attachment to it. She was really good. I think everyone in that good. everyone in that movie is good. There's she's good at being like her creeped out faces was like uh, she she just I mean. I I heard that Stanley Kubrick put her through hell the yeah, ringer, I, I, and you could tell. 
Like and, you could totally know that she's just mentally exhausted. <laughs> and I and, and I'm not one of those that like Nicholson in you know the more Every, popular scenes. Like the here's Johnny. Johnny thing. I like some of the more subtle scenes. One where she, like he's being a uh where she bothers him where he's trying to work and he's like, you know, rips her a new one because he's being bothered while he's working. And I also like yeah. the scene where she has the bat and he's like, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. <laughs> and then um also love the scene with him and Mr. Grady when he's like Yeah, you, know, you were the caretaker here, Mr. Grady. Mm-hmm. And also like the visuals of the film. The that scene I mean, every time you see that elevator open with the with the blood coming out, it's such effective effective use of uh visuals. And the twins are always every time you see those twins and you see and then you see them towards the end when they get butchered, that's yeah. fantastic as well. Um trying to think what there's else. Some weird, there's some weird the, thing like Kubrickisms in it. Yeah. I mean he's <laughs> You can tell that like yeah. I I understand from Stephen King's perspective. Like if I wrote a book and like if someone's adapting my stuff and it was that different, I would kind of be like, well, this is not what I intended this to be. Like, Stanley Kubrick cl- clearly made most of that a Stanley Kubrick movie. I mean, Which is not? fine on the level we like Stanley Kubrick, but if it's, if you're, like, adapting the source material and you're supposed to kind of stay true to it, I can see why Stephen King would be like, now, I don't think his made-for-TV movie um, is... <laughs> I don't care know. how close it is to the book because it's not good. It's but, not at all. But there are some. De- there are definitely some scenes in The Shining where it's like, ah, oh, yep, Stanley Kubrick did that because it's Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> well, I mean, he has to, every Stanley Kubrick film has, Kubrick, I guess, Kubrickisms because he Kubrick-isms. makes make, makes you know like he's trying to give you a message. Yeah. Like I feel like he's trying to tell people about like the moon landing in them in, in The Shining with certain scenes, but that's another story for another time. Um, I also, in terms of the end, how do you feel about that? Like, with the whole the shot thing. of him, what Jack Torrance, in that 1927 Fourth of July party? Like, do you think it was... Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, like, people have, like, this idea, like, it's a terrible ending because it kind of doesn't make sense because, well, it was he Grady all along type of situation. Right, right. So, I thought it was well done. I'd, there's there's <laughs> Seems little... To there's I don't know. There's little in that movie that I really didn't like. I'm I'm fine with the length. I'm I'm fine with the Man. pacing. I absolutely love the score of the film. You know, it's funny. Like the beginning of the movie, I always wonder how he how like. I mean, I guess it's 1981. I believe when that movie came out, that the overhead shot, yeah, of them in the helicopter. I thought that was real, I thought that was extremely a strong opening. I think he's trying to tell you certain things too, like in, in the opening of the film. And I think there's certain things that he changes colors of throughout the film. Like I think I saw that I I guys have you guys ever seen Room Two Thirty Seven? I've heard of it. So it's on Netflix. It's it's really good. Um, it, t- it touches on different theories in the movie, and highly highly recommend it. If you guys watch it, we can talk about it next week or whatever. But um, he changes the colors of the car, I believe, because okay. he's trying to show you certain things. Like um, I was talking about the Apollo Eleven landing. He puts an Apollo Eleven sweater. Yeah. On Danny. It was just like so many things. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I can talk about the shining all day, so I'll leave it at that. The shining is my number you, three. Have you seen the three the Treehouse of Horror Simpsons episode that makes fun of I it? I did. That was a good episode. It's it, it's really well done. This is like when the Simpsons was in like its golden age, like when it was really funny. And it's so well done. Like you should like I, I think you would laugh at the stuff that kind of no, poked fun at. Really good job. It went home all day. Really, I'll go crazy. Or was like the Jack Nicholson character. 
He's like, no beer and no TV. Make Homer go something, something. And she like knocks him out. <laughs> and then like, because the whole thing that like, what he goes crazy over is that there's no television. Like, so like, he goes crazy because he can't watch TV and, and there's no, no beer in the house. <laughs> I go crazy and without so television. When they know. find like the portable TV at the end in the snow, it's just hilarious. Yeah, yeah. When he finds the TV, he's like, urge to kill, fading, fading, <laughs> rising. Kill, gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something happened on TV. <laughs> it's so good. All right. Lou, what is your number three? My number three is what is going on with my phone? My number three is Paranormal Activity, which is another one. <laughs> what is that? I know he's gonna lose it because he's already lost it. <laughs> I can't believe you think paranormal activity is better than psycho. I'm not even gonna yell at this one. I you know what? No, I, I like paranormal activity. I like paranormal activity too. There There's no way in hell paranormal activity is better than psycho. I already gave my reasons. How I can't believe you're even obsessed with paranormal activity. I, I it, was a great movie. The movie ended out. and I was like, Yeah, it's a good movie. I'm over it. That was a great movie. Uh, it, it, was it stayed with me a little bit. I wasn't quite over it. It stayed with me. It, yeah, it stayed, stayed with definitely me. Stayed with me. Oh, I, wanted to, I wanted to watch it again. Good too, actually. The third one actually has some scary scenes in it. I like the third one more than the first one. The first one's pretty solid. Just cause it, I think the first one still has a di- the most different atmosphere of all of them because all of them, they, they went more of a grand stage. But just the fact that it was just in the bedroom most of the part, most of the time. Or like added a great like element of like suspense. Like every every time there would nightfall, you were just like, "What's gonna happen now?" My friend Cole was like, "Can they just make this shit a short film?" He's like, "Nothing happens until the last like 10, 15 minutes." Nothing. Like, G, happens in that movie. It, there, no, there's build up. There's there a is whole build bunch up of to what up. happens in the end. There is gradual build up to what like happens in the last few moments. Yeah, not that many. Not that many movies can grab like make build an atmosphere like that one did. Yeah, I thought like I, I I watched. You know what? That those movies are meant to be watched alone at your house. Yeah. Because I could imagine if I saw that in the theater. If I saw it in the theater, I would have been annoyed because I'm sure it would have been a bunch of like teenagers like screaming at stuff that wasn't scary and like. I watched the first one alone. Uh, the, fir- the first one, when I saw the first one, it wasn't that. Uh, everyone after that, it was it was kind of like that. It was annoying to watch it in the theater. But the first one, everybody was kind of like quiet. I got nothing. <laughs> you got nothing. Gee, what was your? I like. I actually like them up until I like. I like the first three. I think they're. Good. I. The last I one was hot was garbage. Fucking Lou's about to say the Mark. It was. Ones it was. The Mark one. Was the Mark bad. ones wasn't actually. The Mark ones. The last five minutes though is pretty good. The last five minutes was confusing. And I like how it, and I, and I like threw, how it tied into the original. Completely. I like how it tied into the original movie too. I thought. That I know, was, but that was confusing as fuck. Because I mean, like, it was. Yeah, it added a little like continuity wrinkle, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it did. It definitely added a huge continuity ripple. I was like, ah, well, it worked in the moment. Like, in the, when, like, if we're watching that movie, I was like, oh, that's kind of clever. Until I had to go back and like, well, that doesn't make sense, I guess. Was it in the Mark ones that like it ended up like it was? It wasn't Katie that killed Mika. It was like like the Mexican kid or something. Yeah, yeah. And then like she just screams. It was weird. Yeah. Props to the, props to the all Latino cast. The all Latino <laughs> cast, man. <laughs> wait, 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 Mika. Miko. Miko. Yeah, Miko was the guy that first the, the first guy from the movie. Wait, from the first movie. Didn't he die at the end of the first one? Yeah. Then why is he in the Mark ones? Well, he was in part two too because it was a prequel. And in the Mark ones, at the you didn't see the Mark ones? No. At the end, they go. They go through, <laughs> like, all right, here I'm gonna no, 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 this, this is gonna be funny. This is gonna be funny. G, ready? In the Mark ones, the Mexican kid goes through a portal 
that sends him back to the first one at the moment where he's going at the end of the first one. Yeah. And Dave's face is priceless. <laughs> yeah, so like the marked ones like kind of builds up like the. Yeah, because the whole time you're trying to figure out the connection between like the marked ones, and because like, well, why are they making this movie? It literally just goes through a door. There is no connection until like the last five minutes where he goes through a door, and the door leads him to the scene, the ending scene of the first movie. Of the first movie. And does he kill the girl? (laughs) He no, he kills Miko. I forgot why. Why would he kill Miko? I don't fucking know. He kills Miko, and then the the, the girl comes down, and that's when you hear the scream, like ah. Oh no, she heard yeah, the scream and Mika comes down and then. I'm gonna have an awesome It's gonna be so good. Dude, yes. watch that again. It's gonna be a weird. The Mark one was not. Terrible. Yeah, the Mark one was not. Oh, my favorite part of the Mark ones? It was better than the Ghost Dimension one. There's so, a. Yeah, that? no, the Ghost Dimension was the worst one. That was terrible. Was oh, I garbage. didn't see that either. And the Mark ones, all Latino cash, right? So yeah. they, get, they get to a part where they gotta go to the cult of the old ladies that are behind everything. So one of the. One of the cast members they grab like his girlfriend or something or like his friend and like his cousin who's like a cholo gangbanger, and then when they get to the house, the guy, the the the, the cousin comes and he pops his trunk and he grabs a shotgun. He cocks his shotgun. And he goes, "Let's go kill these bitches." That was, oh man, that that made the movie right there. I tweeted that out. I was like, "This is what I'm watching right now." Oh my god, G, what's your what's your number three? You're so mad right now. Well, I'm on Street was my number three. Okay. Remember? All right, so I guess uh, number two. Yeah, this was okay. Well, I mean, you know what? It, it can go either way. Are we? Are we uh, on the? Yeah, because we're on the same boat. Are we in the same? Or did you switch it up at the end? I, 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 I'm trying to figure out. I, I did Psycho at number two. Okay, so did I. Her. Uh, and it's a hard. It's like it. It could easily be switched around. Yep, that's that's perfectly fine. I'm I'm with you. Like every time. Every time I watch it, I end up switching it back. Like, oh, I watch Halloween. I'm like, oh, this is number one. And then I watch Psycho. I'm like, oh, but this could be number one. Uh, I guess yeah. we can start from there. It's a good, it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem. <laughs> it's a good like, problem. it's a good problem. Not for Lou, but for, it's a good problem for us. Uh, no, no. It's, it's a masterpiece, but honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> it's a masterpiece movie. We're talking about horror movies. It is a horror movie. Eh, I don't consider it a horror movie. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I think uh, Hollywood would disagree with you. If they still have video stores, it would be in the horror section. Actually, if you go to the DVD section, Psycho is in the horror section. Yeah, it is. But it's not a horror movie. Not for me. (laughs) But Paranormal TVD is better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, G. So I guess we can. Where do we start? Do we start with Perkins? Do we? Where do we start? Uh, I don't know. It's just like so much. I mean, Anthony Perkins. I I think. When we get to Oscar season, we're gonna do our top ten performances of all time, which is probably gonna be the hardest top ten we've ever had. Um, but Anthony Perkins is on the list for me, and I'm sure it is for G. Yep, kills yeah. me that he wasn't nominated for an Oscar for that. Yep, the movie was, but not him. I don't know why. But I don't uh, know how Jane Lee got nominated. I'm not taking anything away from her, but I don't know how Jane Lee got nominated for best supporting actress. I guess because of the impact that it had at that time in the '60s, you were not killing off your your main actress. Absolutely not. And I think the I do fact- like the scene with him though. But no, yeah, that scene in the parlor is fantastic. Where she, like, you see, you know, I lo- what I like about her performance is you're watching the movie and you're seeing her like change her opinion of him through her eyes. Through her eyes, like, yeah. Like you're, you, they're eating lunch, they're eating dinner, I guess. And like, she's, she's just so like, sweet and unassuming, and then like, oh, no, he's getting weird. <laughs> right, right when he says your uh, boy's best friend is his mother, is when you see her face completely like, yeah, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> like this kid, yeah. this kid is something wrong with him. And then we yeah. talked about like because it's funny we always talk about his performance, but Jenna Lee is really strong in this. And I love I, and I love Hitch Hitchcock is Hitchcock to me. He's 
the best director like ever and i love how at the beginning of the film janet janet lee's wearing all white her undergarments her bra and like i guess like her sl- her slit is white and then when she steals the money and she's in the in her room in her house her slit is oh, black and her bra is black like she he makes the audience know like you she's making the wrong decision here and on top of that i also love the fact that um Throughout the film, before the film, this is like production, pre, pre-production or whatever. Hitchcock bought every single copy of Psycho out, every single copy, so no okay. one okay. knew what happens to the, to Marion Crane. So, and on top of that, once the movie started, you were not allowed in the movie. Yep. Oh yeah, you couldn't go in late. You couldn't go in late, and that was genius because it just made everyone want to go see this movie. Like, why wouldn't I? Ha- why can't I go in late? Like, what am I missing? So that did a great job of that. Um, it's just funny how it seems like Psycho is like two different movies. Like at the beginning with her and like the stuff that she's going through and like the whole taking the, the money. And yeah, then like you don't get like, the main I, crux until she gets to the motel. Like it, for, for, um, for the beginning of the movie when she, when she steals the money, it feels like a Hitchcock movie. Like before, not a regular Hitchcock suspense film. Like she steals the money and we're going to go from there. But then once that bathroom scene it just turns into this thriller, this horror, like of like, is this mother really nuts? And then you find out at the end who she really is, and we go now. Off from there. Uh, I know some people, even people that love the movie, don't like the whole like overly explained. Yes, explanation. that was my next. I was actually going to make that point next. <laughs> I think the ending should like Hitchcock. I think it's one of the only times that I watch a Hitchcock movie that I'm like, oh, Hitchcock's really just going to like try to explain everything to you right now <laughs> instead of just like letting him letting the audience decipher everything like he usually does. Like I remember watching Rear Window and he doesn't explain anything to you. He just lets you figure out that this guy's the one that killed. You know, Jimmy Stewart does a good job, a great job actually, but like he lets the audience put the pieces together and here at the end you're like you know, you're watching I it. Laugh. I always laugh with the guy. Like, what? So he's a transvestite? <laughs> he <doesn't laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> no. And I love the scene of that's it. How someone, that's how someone would completely react in, like, the 60s. <laughs> and I love the scene at the end. I don't understand. <laughs> I think we're both on agreement with the, with the end scene, right? Where she's, well, the mother's completely taken over. Yeah, yeah. he's full. And he's full on his mom. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm not even going to hurt this fly. He's like, and they'll see. Uh, even his even... aneurysm, like, even the way he sits, like, yeah, he's, he's completely sitting like, like a mother. Body he's length. sitting like a mother. Yeah, yeah he's, his whole body language is so different. It's like, it's like he's completely her. You know, the more we At talk about end. Psycho, the more I don't understand how this isn't on Lose 10. Because it isn't. <laughs> it's just, oh, my Lanta. Um, oh, and I love the scene when he's talking to Arbogast. Like, like, he just, like, kind of loses it. Yes. And then he catches and then... himself. He catches himself after he loses it. <laughs> and I love how Hitchcock shot that scene where he puts the camera over him when he goes over yeah, to yeah, see yeah. if the, if if Mary that Marion Crane was here. He's like, oh yeah, she she was here, but she left right away. So I thought that was that was just brilliant shooting on his end. And then yeah, like you said, like he realized Norman. Well, Perkins realized right away, like as as Norman, he's like, oh, I fucked up. Like I, like, yeah, and he and he immediately dials it back, which is like so interesting. Like the that performance is so good because he just kind of the way he can quickly go from like one end of the spectrum to the next. And you know what? Oh. Another scene. There's no dialogue in it. It's um when they first where um Sam Loomis and uh, Marion's sister first get to there, get to the Bates Motel, and it's yeah. um and you see like I think it's 
was it nighttime when they first investigate it and then they leave? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you see that shot of panning in of Norman by himself in that black turtleneck and the camera pans in on him like li- like he's like, hmm, now I got to worry about these people. Now these these assholes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah I mean. I, I actually like the scene too where Sam Lewis confronts him like while she's investigating like inside the house. Yes. Uh, and you see so him good. progressively like being like, all right. Like, there's something else going on here. Why is this guy asking me so many questions? Yeah, he realizes that, like, oh, they're sold in the house. <laughs> what was the scene where Arbogast? That he's like, he, he, she may have fooled me, but she didn't fool my mother. Yeah, they fooled my was... mother. And that's when he's like, oh, okay, well, let me talk to your mother then. It's funny. <laughs> we're, we, we're talking about Psycho, and we haven't even talked about the shower scene. Oh, I mean, that's obvious, though. Yeah, everyone. Uh, the performance stuff is what gets me the most about. And it's the first movie to ever show a toilet being flushed on film. I don't know. Is it really? Yep. <laughs> I, I know it's very, very like. <laughs> That's a random. Wasn't it a big deal for her to be laying in bed with like her dude? Like yep. uh, back. That was a big yeah. deal too. Like in her bra and and slit. Oh, that was yeah, a big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. Man, Psycho's so good. Psycho is just changed. fucking so good. I yeah. I I I would say it's yeah, man. I don't understand how anyone I like. like I, and I don't think anyone, I like Psycho too as well. I do like Psycho That's too good. as well. I have you seen three G? You haven't seen three, right? I haven't seen three or four. Four is hot garbage, like just terrible. Four is I think I've mentioned this before. Four is like what Bates Motel is, like a prequel. Oh, so Norman good. Norman's a kid and he kills he kills mother, but he kills mother and like I think he how does he he poisons her accidentally in Bates Motel, so he accidentally kills her, right? Yeah, because he wanted to die with her. He wanted to die with her. Yeah, he doesn't he, want to die like, with so her. His, his, intention, his intention was to kill himself, too, and then uh, he did fucking it. detective dude. Yeah. Um, in, in Psycho 4, he doesn't want to die. He kills... Uh, Norma has a lover, and he kills her and the, he, uh, kills her and the lover. Mm. It's not very good. Uh, and then, the, do you want to know how they, Do you want to know how it ends, G? Yeah, I mean, I probably. I, mean, I guess I will see it eventually, but yeah. Well, the the house burns and he dies. And when he dies in the fire, yeah, I believe. So yes, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Bayfield sounds like a much better ending. Than yeah, that. just a little bit. All right, Lou. So we've done our number twos. What's your number two? Number two is The Exorcist. All uh, right, we've gone through this many at least, times. At least it's a classic. Oh, gee, did The Exorcist isn't even in your ten, right? Yeah, it was actually we because uh, I I forgot because I skipped to number three. It was number four for me, so I'll okay. talk about it with him right All now. All right, cool. Right. Go ahead, have fun. Uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> another movie that gave you a great aura throughout the whole movie. Of this one's not really more suspense, just creepiness, and uh, just you know her performance throughout the whole. You see her transformation progressively. I think was this the first um, exorcism movie. I don't think so, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Probably, probably, yeah. I've, it's, definitely the, it's definitely the granddaddy of them because, like, oh, yeah, they, definitely. They, they, it's hard to get those movies right. I mean, they've tried. There's been so many exorcism movies that don't come close to doing what that movie did. Yeah, it's Devil Inside, horrible. You know, I think uh, I actually uh, like the exorcism of Emily Rose. Exorcism like, of Emily Rose is good. I think the most uh, a modern one that I would say is pretty good. It's um the right with uh, Anthony Hopkins. That was pretty good. Actually, I haven't seen that one. I've seen. I'm trying to think of all the ones I saw. The Devil Inside. That's awful. Uh, the Last Exorcism. I remember. I don't. I like. Remember, it. I actually remember if I liked it or not. <laughs> I liked it, but it's not. Uh, uh, what's know, the I other think. one? The uh, oh god, I'm like drawing a blank on it. 
shit. It's gonna bother me now. It was like in the last like few years. What, what was it about? Uh, it was another possession move. Oh, was it called the possession? There we go. <laughs> That's what it was called. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. I hope you'll figure there it out. Go. I'm taking all the credit for that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. It was called the possession. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's hard. I think it's hard to get those movies right because the actresses did everything. Everything right. Yeah. So well and first, <laughs> so everything that like comes after it looks like you're just copying it. Like, and it's hard to like kind of top it. Oh. I forgot to mention this before. Did you see? Me and Lou talked about it last week. Gee, did, have you seen Exorcist three? Yeah. And the fucking Father Karras happens to be alive. I don't know how the yeah, fuck yeah, that yeah. happens. I mean, it's better than number two. <laughs> I would, everything's better. Have you seen two. those garbage ass prequels? There's prequels to the Exorcist. Oh, the, one, the, one, the ones where they made two versions of it. Yeah. <laughs> what? I've never heard of this. Yeah, there's two prequels. They made two versions of it because one, I guess, one director was on one. And the other director and, was was the other. I think it was it, they 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 didn't like one director's more subdued, kind of like not as like thrilling cut. And then they had another director that Rennie Harlan actually, who directed Nightmare on Elm Street four and then Die Hard, uh, Die Hard or Die Hard two three. Uh, they liked his more like thrilling, more like because it was like had more gore and there was a lot more going on. So they released Rennie Harlan's first, and then like other like people wanted to see what the other guy's version was, and they released that too, and they were both bad. They were really, really bad. You yeah. had one that was kind of thrilling but stupid, and then one that was like slow and stupid. Stupid. But who like who asked for a, a prequel? Like the the movie is the movie. Like we don't really need. Well, like what what do they show in the prequel? We, Marin, we say that. I mean, Marin, I mean I'm happy. Marin Young. Okay. So, I'm really happy the TV show turned out well. How is it going? I'm, I'm two episodes behind. It, I mean, it's. I like it still, but like, it's. I mean, like, they can't expect much from it on Fox on Friday. Like, I don't know what they what the kind of ratings threshold is. It's steady. It hasn't really dropped off, but it's on Friday night, and it's a genre show on Friday night. Gotcha. Like, I, don't know how I, I, well I still want to get into that. I've heard good things about it. It reminds me of when NBC had Hannibal because Hannibal was so good, and then they just kind of like dumped it around for three seasons. Hannibal. Lasted three, or did it get to four? It got three seasons. They're trying to bring it back. They're like, they're apparently they see that there was like a fan base for it now. Like, what the hell, dude? Like, everyone that watched it liked it. Yeah, I feel like it, there's been a trend of like really good TV shows that just get canceled out. Like, I really feel like cable TV or like regular TV is just not working for these shows, and they really gotta like look into like the internet numbers. Well, I mean, like, no, I mean, I guess Nielsen's gonna start tracking like Netflix. They really have streaming. There's a lot of shows uh, that people watch online and they don't watch live, and they just get canceled. Just well, live ratings for most. So here's the. I know we're getting a bit off topic, but I just want to bring it up. Here's the main issue, I guess, for why they haven't completely given up on live TV, because they're saying that like, oh, like no one watches shows live. Everyone watches shows DVR. They record them or they like stream it. But then there's always like an example of a show that everyone watches live. So they have This Is Us. A lot of people watch it live. The ratings are really great live, and it gets even better when you count in streaming and all that. So networks hold on to like that idea of like, well, this if we can find a show like this, people will watch it live. Well, I'm not and just talking I, about like don't go live. I you do live program. I'm just saying don't base everything just on those numbers because there's a well, lot I of think, shows that are they, they base they, I think they base things on those numbers because they they know that like okay, a show can do really well live. That's why they that's why they're like. So that's why certain shows end up getting canceled because they're like, oh, wait, this one didn't work, but we can find our, like, you know, our This Is Us if we cancel this and, like, pick up another show. Like, that could be our live show hit. Because, like, it, 
in the end of the day, like for most shows, like live numbers are too important for like ad revenue. Yeah. And that's why there's, you know, that's still a thing. You know, ABC has the good doctor that's doing really well live. So like every network now is going to have like, like we want our show that's, that does well live. I mean, it happened a couple of years ago when empire premiered empire was like the only show in like recent memory that eat increased in ratings week, week after week. And that never like, really, that really no, happened. No, the show was good. It just garbage the show was now. good. For, you know, it, it was then that, and you know, it saw that ratings increase during its first season, which was its best. Yeah, yeah. that's when the show was good. Definitely was its best. Uh, ended horribly. Now, now it's a glorified. Well, it's still on. I'm surprised. No one talks the, about it. that first season. Ended horribly. Him and Joe were like, oh yeah, time bitches. Like what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you guys and, uh, still watching Empire? Nah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen like a season uh, and a half already. I'm, okay, my mom texts me like I still watch it. She's like, "Oh, did you see what?" I'm like, "I haven't watched Empire since like <laughs> mid season." <laughs> She's like, "You guys Why? know that Lucius has no leg anymore?" Apparently, I heard. He yeah. got, did he get the diabetes? My mom is my mom is all about that <laughs> Empire and Star combo on Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen Star at all. Is Star, is Star good? It's all about. She was like, "I gotta support our shows," and you don't. I'm like, I "Oh, support <laughs> our show." That's hilarious. Is <laughs> Star good? It doesn't look good. I was like, when the show was good, damn it, I watched it. I was like, I'm the, I was the one that rushed home to watch Empire when it was when it first started because it was really good. And that's a prime example of a show that had like a certain amount of episodes to tell its story in season one, and that's why it was so good. And then they increased the order to like 18 episodes, and there was all these like filler episodes, and that was like a glorified soap opera. What Word. is what is Rita Gats like up black, to? It's a Black Dynasty now. What is Rita Gats up to right I think now? She's in jail. She's in jail. Yeah. It's the worst rap name ever. I guess Demi Moore is on it now. Yeah, she is. That's just like, terrible. Anybody watch you Power? Still watch? Nah. My other show my mom watches that I don't support. More more excuses for her to say I don't support our shows. <laughs> I've been trying to find time to watch that show, but I don't know. I, I keep hearing like many reviews. It's like a bad soap opera too, and yeah, apparently somehow, it's good. Somehow you find something better to watch. I don't yeah. blame you. Exactly. All right, Lou, are you in your number two? My number two? What is my number two? Or was I it? Like, I feel like I had this. No, was the, we were talking about the Exorcist. It was the Exorcist. It was the Exorcist. Yeah. Oh, we all have the same number one then. There you go. I'm, yeah, right? I'm, I'm glad you guys got the Blair Witch Project as number one. No. No. <laughs> no if, it's Halloween. Come if, on. G, if G heard last week, he knows mm. Blair Witch is garbage. <laughs> Fucking hot garbage. It's Halloween. I guess Halloween's it's all our number ones. I wouldn't call it hot garbage. Blair Witch is fucking hot garbage, it, it dude. Was, I will say that it was important for the genre, though, to have that yeah, kind of happen. That oh, I said that last week, too. Yeah. But yeah, I still yeah, think I mean, the movie's very, hot garbage. It's, it's aged terribly. The marketing was, like, I think the marketing was scary. The marketing was the best part of the movie. <laughs> the marketing was the best part of the movie. You remember that documentary they made? Like, it was supposed to be real? They were, like, talking before the movie yeah, came no. out? I was, I was saying last week, like, oh, the, like, the, the actors. Yeah. Yeah, the actors got, like, they, they, their families got like calls in mourning with like oh condolences like we didn't really die man oh gee before we get to number one because it's the same movie for all of us um i need i i was on my own last week because jen and, and lou didn't don't agree with me you think uh friday yeah friday three friday the 13th is fun but it's not very good is it no it's not a classic okay. it's not like halloween so but it's fun. so like my my perfect example that i like to use when i thought about friday 13th being a lot of filler and then death scenes is the scene there is no movie ever that, that ever is made that should have a scene of someone making coffee from beginning to end well, yeah Ty- tyra did it while dancing who tyra in, in resurrection <laughs> we're back to resurrection <laughs> and then the guy just gets killed while she's supposed to be looking at well, oh, yeah, no, yeah no, she was no, making the she was making a cappuccino or something weird and- like 
she Nancy she like been she went from like that scene with Alice making coffee yeah. was like Every a good five to six minutes long. It's like five minutes, isn't it? It's like really long. And then they just have her just sitting there drinking the coffee. Like what? Are you even like build the, suspense. Like there's like there's no hint of like maybe the killer's in there with her. Maybe the killer's watching her. You know, no, no, it's, it's just like we yeah, had man, nothing I, else to put here. So pretty, like let's just, just watch the, her the make ending, coffee. And it just makes the movie. That's basically it. The ending just makes the movie. Friday Thirteenth. Yeah. Like that. I, we went I actually this like the, the Betsy Palmer stuff is good. I think. Oh, I, I do like the, the Betsy Palmer got, stuff. Yeah. She got nominated for a Razzie too. Like. That <laughs> we, got, we got the part where, where the door open, oh, the door slams open, and then I will, the I will, poker. I will call bullshit on Friday the Thirteenth, where this little old lady is killing all these men. Hey, no, she's she's crazy though. She might have like yeah, I mean, you can't, don't, don't <laughs> underestimate crazy. Like she's she just psycho, like she got psycho strength though. She's just like <laughs> out of nowhere, just killing all these supposedly like i love when she's like just full-on pimp slapping alice like she just grabs her and just like and that's another <laughs> thing i have an issue with like i love betsy palmer in it but like she's like creative with all these kills but when it comes to alice she's just oh, slapping shit, her right Wait, what happened <laughs> well she did have a knife at one point i mean she tried to she tried to stab her and she did fail miserably and for the record i love that? the way betsy palmer like that, like that, not screams with the way she reacts I'm like ah that last weapon <laughs> was just a regular ass knife right the what? The last weapon, which is like a was regular. It, the way he cut her, she cut her head off. Yeah, it was an axe. Okay, I thought it was like a regular axe. No, it was machete. Duh. Oh, it was a machete. Yeah, a machete. It was a machete. A machete's not gonna chop a head clean off like that. I knew that was something. Like, it's a horror movie. It'll take like at least two, three chops to chop, knock a head off like That's that. That's why Friday the Thirteenth is not a good movie. I mean, Bessie Palmer had time to react. I don't know why she didn't just like duck or like. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Jason, Jason had yeah, time like, to come out the bushes. I'm glad I have you. I don't care if the scene is slow motion. She had time to react. <laughs> like I absolutely enjoy watching it. It's fun, but it's not. I fully admit, yeah, it's not very really, good. Like, she attacks her with the machete too, and then Alice like bops her in the head with the cast iron skillet. <laughs> I would say uh, the first 15 minutes of the remake are better than that whole movie. I the first so. 15 minutes of the remake are is so good. It, it makes me so mad because like they combined the first, it was the first three movies they combined, right? Yeah, first three. Yeah, no, first two, first two, first two. Yeah, yeah. that opening yeah. scene is good. So and, like, good. You don't, even, you don't even realize it's an opening scene until it's over, and then the title card pops up. And, and, like, De- oh, shit, and Derek all. Mears as Jason is so good, I think. So when yeah. I saw that movie in theaters, people actually cheered after that opening scene. Like when the title card came up after the opening was over, like there's hope. Well, we thought we were. In- we thought we were in for a good movie. Yeah, that <laughs> is uh, ooh, Titanic. And now I gotta watch the guy from Supernatural look for his sister. Oh my god! <laughs> that fucking and, guy uh, that owns that house. Oh my god! I want. Oh, you know what though? Awful, you need you awful. need a character like him though, because I was so happy when he died. I mean, I was like, I, okay. I didn't like him, but it, you like he. I was happy when you guys come up and here's and then my, they had him like thing, scream right? like a little girl. So him and the main character chick, right, the one with the black hair, like yeah. they came in as a couple. Like, you know, he's a douche, but she's, like, the nice girl. Like, yeah. halfway through the movie, she goes with the, the, the guy from Supernatural, and he's like, whatever, bitch, go. Then he starts smashing the other blonde chick, and then she just comes home when they were getting chased by Jason and just knocks on the door. And she's hearing these loud sex noises, doesn't react to that. He just says, guys, there's a killer out here. Like, your boyfriend is, like, literally banging the shit out of this girl. And well, I mean, no yeah, that'd be that. pri- a priority. You got a priority. No, I know, but it's like, <laughs> they were like, there was, like, what, what was the point of making them a couple in the beginning then? You know what though? I will give him credit for killing her because I did not think they were going to kill her. Yeah, right. The no, girl, yeah, that is true. Yeah, girlfriend, that caught me completely off guard. I was like, "Oh, they killed the most innocent, likable girl in the movie." Fuck yep. you guys. <laughs> well, it's okay. She's on, she's on the Flash now. It's good. Ta- 
I mean, I was like, yeah, when Killer Frost died, I was like, oh, man, that kind of <laughs> sucked. Like, she made it yeah, all I mean, like, the way to the like, end. It came out of nowhere, too. She, she, she basically, to, she like, basically sacrificed herself. Kind of. She basically sacrificed herself. Yeah, kind of. And that sister did nothing the whole movie, nothing. and she survives, and I'm like, nah, man, that fucking sucks. <laughs> well, does she survive? Because she gets, like, he pops up at the end and grabs her, right? Or is that a dream? No, he, he, that's a fucking dream. Oh, yeah, they, okay. they just try to get that magic from the first one. Now, yeah, it sucks because... Do, that sucks. Yeah, you're right. Do she you think... Alright, so... We have all these movies that are coming out. We have Halloween next year. We have um, it this year. If they ever get out of court, because Friday Thirteenth is still in court, and that's why we haven't gotten another one. Do you do you think we're getting another one eventually though? Once this whole court thing gets settled, it, I, I think so. But I think I, I think the best we'll ever get out of Friday Thirteenth is the first fifteen minutes of the remake. That's the best we'll ever get out of Friday Thirteenth. I think there could be a really good movie in this with this it character. It could be, but I don't I don't see it happening. Yeah, don't let uh, don't let Michael Bay's production company do it again. That's all. Yeah, no, I, don't I let Platinum Dunes. I, I, I mean, I, I, feel I, like Platinum Dunes did well with Texas Massacre, but like, don't. What I what I think what? about it, I think that Friday the Thirteenth people are just gonna look at it as the money grab. No, no, I don't think anybody's gonna put that much effort into it. That's the only problem. Well, sure. <laughs> do you remember? When, do you remember when it fell like eighty four percent in like its second weekend? Yeah, we wrote, I wrote. I wrote about it. Like the reason I I mentioned that is because I wrote about it a few. Uh, a few months ago about how like they're still in court or out because the writer of the original writer of the script and then Sean Cunningham are in court over the rights of the of the franchise. So are so are they one of them they're they're fighting each other for the rights? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, Victor Miller and Sean Cunningham, that sucks. So I mean we'll see what happens with that, but it seems like it's one of those that might yeah, be they in court an agreement for a while. where they can offer money. That's I don't what I'm saying. Like, why don't they just sell the like sell the rights and make money with them like together? Why don't come to an agreement where they can I all make money? So greedy, man. Oh, of course. You know what? I'm worried about. We're not. I don't think we're going to get another Nightmare on Elm Street. No, that one I think is done. I think it's done, think and, and that sucks because like, like, Robert England has already publicly stated like he thinks he he can't do it anymore because he's like in his seventies and he's like you know I can't do that stuff anymore. Uh, so we're not going to get him as Freddy ever again. But I think that franchise is done too, and that's kind of it. I, I know, like, when they make sequels and they remake some of these movies, it's like people are like, oh, why are they making another one? But there's a part of you that wants the OG ones, like Halloween and Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, to keep going. Yeah, Just I'm cut. with you. Like, I, I, as much as, like, and we haven't even gotten to Halloween yet, but as much as I love, you know, some people may hate sequels, I love the fact that some franchises just keep going and going. Yeah. Right, especially when the last one wasn't that good. So, like, the if, last one we have from Nightmare on Elm Street is that remake. And also, and, we also have to take it, like, I'm sure the three of us will take it as what it is. Like, I don't think any of these movies, that, if they continue these franchises, I don't think it's going to be anything great. I just think it's entertaining. I, I mean, I kind of, because of the talent involved with Halloween. That's what I want to have faith on, the Halloween. I kind of think it could be. I'm, I like, think, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. That's the way I want to it. I mean, I, 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 and like, I'm, I'm glad that he's just a, he's a fan. And I, they said that they had, like, uh, Jason uh, Blum said they... All the decisions they're making, like what they what they are making, are going through John Carpenter. Like so, they said, he is not he's not just a, a producing getting a producing credit just because they said that he's very much involved with the production. So that's my, my biggest yeah. concern. I don't know if you guys saw this. My biggest concern with um, the new Halloween is that Laurie Shore wasn't originally written into the script, and once Jamie Lee showed interest, they had to write her into the script. Oh, hmm. well, I mean. Mm. That's that's not good. It's not good. It's not bad though. No, it's bad. 
Well, do you, you think write in a character maybe, when you have a full think, script? Already well, do you done? think that maybe like in the back of their mind they could have had like a plan B of like what if we could get her and like what kind of arc they could give her if they could get her? I I get you, but I don't think that report would have come out as such. You know what I mean? Like they would have come out and said, "Oh yeah, we originally had two versions of this film: one with Laurie, if Jamie Lee said yes, and one with not." But for the report to say that they actually had to write her part in, well, I say it's not bad just because we don't know. Like the capabilities of the writer it could be an incredible writer. I I just I I don't. That's why I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't. I never think it's a good idea when you just have to write in a character because the actress is interested in coming back. But that means the first script must have been really good because she said she was done. So either that or she needs money for more yogurt or some bullshit like that. Uh, oh, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is the kind of actress that doesn't need to work for money. I think yeah, she's. So. I I'm excited. So we'll see what happens. But now we can talk about your... what happened. G? <laughs> I also think it's funny that they they said they also asked John Carpenter if it was cool if they brought back Jamie Lee Curtis, and I was like, what if he would have been like, no, 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 we've been there, done that. So I, it's officially it's gonna come. It, it's we, next September, Halloween. No, next October, say, Halloween two, Halloween three, and then the new one. No, it's Halloween place. one, Halloween two, and that's it. Oh, does it come out? It comes out the year of its like 40th anniversary. Yeah, but you know what sucks? There's so you know much what, potential marketing tie-ins there. <laughs> if, if it would have come out the following week, it would have actually come out on the Friday of the 40th anniversary. Yeah, it needs more box office time, though. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they needed more time during the month of October for it to make money. Because it comes out literally the week before the 40th anniversary of Halloween. So, I mean, we'll see We'll see what happens, though. But Halloween is our number one, and now we can talk about it. Um, where, where, where do we start with this one? Uh, like I remember when I first heard about Hall- when I first saw Halloween, um, Halloween two is actually the first horror movie I ever saw. Okay, but Halloween one was I saw the first clip of a horror movie I saw because I got home from trick or treating. I was ten years old. I was actually the masked that year. Um, and that, that would have looked incredible. What you asked the mask? Uh, yeah, there's pictures of that. <laughs> yes. Um, and I saw the end of Halloween. And I was like, oh, that's. Where, where where did this guy go in the mask? I'm like, a, like, round and pound ten year old, and I'm just <laughs> like, oh, where where is this where is this guy in the mask? And then I saw part two that night, saw part one like a year later, and then I just fell in love with it. I I didn't really put anything into the meaning of it because I was like a kid, but as time went on and I read about it and I saw more about it, and it just everything about that film to me is perfect. From the first, I think Carpenter was one of the first ones to use that crane shot. Mm-hmm. Where you that first scene where you see Michael go up the stairs? If you didn't do, if they didn't do that on one shot, on one take, that would have been fucked. Yep. So the fact, even from the beginning, yeah, that, that movie was taken. The, the steady cam was like a big thing on that. Yeah, that was like one of the first times they really u- utilized it. And like we've said before, like G and I have like preached about this movie for months. I think it's one of those that is set the standard on like. The a genre, not just like a sub sub you know subtext of a genre, a whole genre. I mean, the slasher film was created because of Halloween, even though Halloween is not a slasher film. Yeah, and I'm 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 guessing Gio agree with me on this, or you too, Lou. Like the ending is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Like um, asked I asked on G reels what everyone's favorite like horror movie ending was, and Halloween like kind of got most of the votes. Yeah. I would say so. Uh, you guys shot like 25 times, and apparently, 
He got a mask, but what was the movie that said we were the first time we were going to see him on mask? What Halloween 5. Halloween 5. Was the first time we'll see him on mask. Like, mm. No, no, we saw him already. Yeah, <laughs> saw him. First movie. And we all love who played Jason, right? We all love Nick Castle. Or Michael Myers. As I mean, uh, my bad. As Michael Myers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how I mean, he, like, I always thought he was, I always thought he was a little too skinny for me, age, but. That's the way Michael should be. Yeah. I don't. I. I. I've always. I think G and I have talked about this too. Like I like George Wilbur. You said you're like, you don't like. I like him. At four. I like him at four. But Nick Castle is the definitive. Like he's supposed to be a regular, like skinny dude. That's just like it's not like he's in jail. Well, he's in his twenties in that first movie, isn't he? What happened? He's in his twenties in that first movie, right? Twenty one. He's twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah I, uh, yeah, I like how like they Nick Castle asked John Carpenter like, "What's my motivation?" He was like, "I just need you to walk." <laughs> and he sure and he sure walked. And he just walked and like, uh, I mean, did he come up with the head tilt himself? Yeah, or was that was he him. That was that was yeah. him. Yeah, and like then, he was like looking at a piece of art. And then also, um, we can't talk about Halloween without talking about Donald Pleasance. He has such iconic scenes in that film, and that scene where he's talking about I met him 15 years ago, and when he's yeah. talking to Bracket. It was so so good. He only like due for like seven days. He wasn't yep. even on set that long. <laughs> and, he, and he got paid like I think only I think he they took, raised like, the but they raised the budget to like it was, to up for him. Yeah, I mean it was worth it because I think he has the best performance in the movie. Yeah. Right. And by the way, we talk about uh, supporting characters and how times some of the characters aren't likable. The thing is, her friends, like they are like yeah, they're like ditzy and kind of bitchy and like whatever. But in their own way, they're likable. They're they're not like. Like completely horrible people. Like I didn't want to see Annie die. Same thing with Linda. Like they were fun at least. Who's worse? Uh, of, her, of her friends? Yeah, Linda. And, right? and, and Annie tried to get her laid. <laughs> she was trying to get her yeah, like that's to go out with Ben Tramer. That is. And then um, I also love it's very Linda subtle as well. Linda had her boyfriend at the at the house of the kid she's baby like Annie's babysitting for. I like the subtleness too with um. Don't fear the Reapers playing while they're in the car. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that when the yeah, when yeah, you yeah. It. I and it's pretty much right before Michael starts killing them. Like it, there's like just a few scenes before when they were going to babysit. So I thought that was well done as well. And I mean, I remember wa- watching a documentary about it, and that um, they screened the movie without the score, and they hated it. And, Music's everything, and then it just shows how important music is. To a movie. I also love how Annie is not really taking care of Lindsay. She like pawns her off on Lori. <laughs> Maybe Annie is worse. <laughs> Annie's the worst babysitter. <laughs> like ever. pawns her off on Lori to go pick up her boyfriend. Act, yeah. It's funny in the, in the remake, Annie's actually a worse babysitter. Oh yeah, she's horrible. She's just like, I'm gonna get me laid, and she just like pawns Lindsay off. Actually, you know what's funny? Jen made a, like, we were watching Halloween 4, like, a few weeks ago, and such a deep cut for, like, someone that loves Halloween, and we didn't p- pick this up. In Halloween 4, uh, Rachel's friend is actually named Lindsay. It's ten, and, and it's 10 years after Halloween, and she's a teenager, and Lindsay's, like, 7, 8 years old at that time. Hmm. Is she supposed to be Lindsay? No, like but that? she just. Jen was like, "Hey, her name's Lindsay. Imagine like that's like egg. the Lindsay from Halloween One." And I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, that yeah, actually that'd be... probably like a little Easter egg for the fans." Like, yeah, your real mother like babysat me one 
<laughs> Your real mother. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm like, it didn't end well, but yeah. But yeah, no, it was a deep cut, and I was like, oh shit, that's so fucking true. Yeah, that's- and you know, the kids in that movie aren't even annoying. I actually, I'm okay with them, with Lindsay and Tommy. No, they're fine. They're fine. Yeah. I, and was, I love I love when they're running out the house at the end, and there's like no rhyme or reason. They're just screaming, <laughs> like for help. I love like when she basically basically said go next door and go tell them, and she's like they're like full on screaming as they leave the house. <laughs> I think it's funny that it's funny Loomis gets blamed for Michael escaping, and he's like, you dude, I, I, I'm like I, I told you, I like told yeah, he's you. like I've been telling everyone, and in, and if you watch like I mean I know a lot of people don't like the TV cut where they add the scenes like certain scenes in. But even in that version, more so, he's telling them specifically, like, this guy can't get out. I am letting you know that he is evil and there's some stuff going on. And they still blame him. Especially the sheriff. The sheriff blames him the most. And poor Ben Tramer, by the way. The only scene that doesn't work for me is when uh, he kills a girl in the car. And then like, the, alarm, the, 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 the car horn just goes off and nobody's like, hey, what's going on over there? Maybe no one's home. Maybe no, it's Halloween. No, it was so in the I, house. Maybe she was she was busy with the actually. Pumpkins. You know what? There is an excuse to be made because like the scene where Lori's running across the street and she's screaming in the middle of the neighborhood and they're, they're like no one's home. Actually, yes, there is someone home. She goes to that one house. Yeah, and they didn't and open the door they for turn her. Turn the light on and then they turn it off on her. They probably thought she was nuts. <laughs> like uh, I, I you know what's funny? Like, that same house. It's funny that same house is the one that Loomis goes to at the end of at the beginning of part two, and he's like, "I've been trick or treated to death." Uh, yeah, 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 you don't know what death is. I have, um, I have pictures in front of both of those houses, because uh, they're in a. Uh, well, the, the houses are those are houses are in Hollywood, and then some of the other ones are in like South Pasadena, and uh, near where I live. And they, uh, the people that own that live in those houses are especially around this time of year. You would think that some of them would be like, "Oh, this is annoying," but they are like they're completely used to and open to people coming to their house, taking pictures, taking video. They actually let. Uh, the one that uh, Lori uh, is babysitting in, they actually have a gate thing kind of up, so you can't really get to the lawn. But the other house is completely open, and they actually let you kind of go up to their doorstep and take pictures and do all kinds of stuff. I'm glad they saved the house because I remember that they were gonna. Uh, yeah, um, they won't. Uh, the guy, the they um, when we went to the hedge where they were, he's you know the scene where he's standing out by the bushes or whatever when they're walking down the street. Uh, the homeowner says that he's not allowed to cut the hedge down. Like it's like they consider it a part of like basically like movie history. Like they like the city won't let him cut it down. Good, I'm glad. I think some of these, like these these uh, locations for some should have be touched. But I mean, right, yeah, like I mean, the, the Wallace house looks a little different. They they redid some of it, but for the most part, you can tell the house, and it's kind of cool to like kind of like I did a video where like cause, you know basically you have the scene where she's running from one house to the next. And it it seems like uh, she's running like a you know a far distance from house to house, but really there isn't a lot of space that separates the two homes. But it just looks kind of cool to kind of see like oh like the point A to point B, kind of like how they shot it. And I know you guys don't like the trailer as much as I do, but that trailer's fucking dope. It's 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 like too much, <laughs> too much talking though. Yeah, I know you guys are like Halloween. You don't like that. Yeah, it does it a lot too. Halloween. <laughs> no, and I like the part when he's and, and I just like the background when he's walking towards her and then he's like, Hello, "Oh yeah, I like the, the I like how I like how the trailer home. ends. It ends with him like walking up on her, the yeah. chase scene. and then he's that's like, Halloween. the best chase scene ever, right? Yeah, 
Actually, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, uh, Kevin Williamson said blatantly with the chase scene he wrote, and I know you did last summer, uh, he says that is a complete homage to like the chase scene in Halloween. Like he, that's what he was thinking about when he wrote that, that scene. That's that's something good to homage. Yep. It is. It is. It's a good one. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, people like in slasher movies, people love a good like chase scene. And it never, and usually it doesn't really involve the heroine. Like, I mean, I I know in Halloween it involved Lori, but usually it's like the kind of side like bitchy character that gets the big chase scene and then the big death like that. Uh, but they're like a staple of horror, like especially in the eighties. What was? And I would argue, and I would say that Halloween Four has a good one too. The rooftop chase scene is legit good. I know you've mentioned that one before. I um, love it. What was I gonna? I was actually gonna ask you. So I might as well, we're talking about Halloween one. Might as well since they both take part in, in on the same day. You said you didn't like Halloween two, right? I like it. I just don't like if you. It's when you watch them back to back. No, and I know. A, like it's, it's supposed a, to feel like one. It's, it's a big like drop big off. Yeah. The it's a big drop. drop off. Yeah. Um. But I do love the score. I love like uh, they kind of added the with the whole like synthesizer thing to the score. Yeah, Alan how Alan. I, I, I always get. Howworth or Holworth or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. He, he took over the scores from part one. He pretty much did the All rest right. of the franchise, except until part seven, I believe, because the score from part seven is hot garbage. So what? What? At what moment in Halloween two? When you? I mean, I guess you saw Halloween two first, but like, if you were to look at back at it now after seeing Halloween one, like, what moment in Halloween two? Where, where was it where you realized that it wouldn't be as good as the first one? Where he killed. Um, Right at the beginning, then oh, when he kills the random girl, there's no reason for it. There's legit no reason for it. Like he kills Linda and Annie because they were just in his way to get to Lori. That's fine, but like, there's no reason that girl was just some random girl, like just hanging out, like talking to her friend on Halloween, and he just like, nah, I'm gonna kill this chick. You know what's creepy about the whole killing Linda and Annie? Like, there's like partly because he needs to get them out of the way to get to her. But then he also uses that to lure her over there, like knowing that, like you know, if like I think in his mind, like he, if there's something up with her friends, and like she would be worried enough to go over there and check it out. And the fact that he, like, when he has Annie laying in bed and he has his sister's like uh, tomb, her tomb, yeah. over, yeah, like the, just the whole setup, like he knew he could get her over there. And then, um, I, you were mentioning part two before another scene that. Now that you brought that up, it made me think. Part the another one in part two was that scene with uh I know he had to kill the nurse and the guy. Uh oh Bud. Yeah, I like Bud. <laughs> Amazing oh, Grace comes sit on my face. <laughs> 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 um, I like like Bud a lot. I wish they would have kept him around a little longer. But like the they 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 gored up their death so much. I mean her death, not his death. He, he died in the background. Well, he died yeah. in the background. But yeah, her he getting like dunked into the hot tub. Yeah. Her skin was falling off. Uh, I read somewhere that the mask in Halloween Two is the same one as Part One, but it was just like so just dirtied up it was and just silly. really dirtied up. It's awful. Man, uh, the you know what other death scene is like unnecessary. I mean, it works because it's kind of like creepy the way I, they kind of use that same shot from like the first going. one where he appears in the shadows or whatever. The hyperdermic the needle scene in the temple, like that is unnecessary too. Yep. I mean, I guess it works, but like, I was like, ugh. But I guess that's when most critics said like, oh, this is just like, it's like Friday the 13th basically. It's just like it's gore for the sake yeah, of gore. Yeah, it went from actually telling a story to just being this 
fucking movie that's just full of gore and all that. And nothing tops Nurse Jill getting the scalpel in the back and him like raising her up. And oh, the that scene made no sense whatsoever it. because this it did, but it's so good though. <laughs> it, and then the, I like it because it's like other than the music sting that kind of goes off when he's behind her. I like that scene because it's creepy because it's so quiet until her shoes hit the floor. Like it's just like her react and then her sitting there reacting to it, and then the music kicks in and he slowly starts chasing Lori again. I love how he never has to run and he catches everybody. He walks. Michael he walks, is so I slow. Like he walks even slower in he, part two. Michael's like <laughs> that person. If I like, if I go to a theme park with someone, or if I go out with anybody, and they're that slow person, I'd fucking be cursing them out to hurry the fuck up. Exactly. And you can tell how slow he is because, like, the scene where he's running, like, he's chasing her in the hospital, and she's way ahead of him, and she runs down the stairs, or whatever, and then they cut to his, the scene, like, of him walking down the stairs afterward. It's like he's so slow. He's not even trying to like speed walk. Nope. And he catches up to her. And I go back to Ben Tramer shouldn't have died. That's another reason after two is like, there's no, like, what, what's the point of that? To they just s- wanted, they just wanted to connect it to the first one. Somehow. Yeah. To br- and then like, uh, he had this stupid mask on <laughs> 17. Oh, wear your mask. Oh. I, do, I mean, I get why they, and I, and I also get, <laughs> wow. and I get, and I get why they did it, but it sucks that like bracket wasn't in the movie as much. That fucking replacement dude. That guy sucks. I didn't like him at all either. Yeah, he was like, "He's dead." I saw him. I'm like, "Shut up, dude." <laughs> yeah, like, well, they, they have to get rid of bracket. Fake, not fake news. That's all. He's dead. It's like Commissioner Gordon, like the the Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. He just phones it in. Like this guy's yeah. just phoning it in. It's like it's him. I saw it. <laughs> but um, I, I, I imagine... like they bring back the. I like that they bring back the other chick from the opening scene of Part One. The one with, uh, not opening scene, but the scene with Loomis in the car and her, the nurse. Well, she's in H2O. In H2O, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she gets, uh, she gets, throat she finally gets killed in H2O. Um, yeah, yeah, but you had to bring her back to explain. I would say, can like, you imagine just, what Halloween would have, Halloween 2 might have been if the Carpenter was drunk when he wrote it? Or if he cared. <laughs> just like a little bit of caring, right? Um, I mean, like, they, they admit that, like, Halloween 2 came out in the, like, the, time of like luke i am your father so like that's what he was kind of going for the whole like all right we're gonna this is gonna be the twist and it's gonna be like clever but then just just not yeah. it just it completely dilutes him as a character as like a presence so now he just has like issues family issues lots and <laughs> that then, just shaped the franchise moving forward from and there. then halloween six summit when we get the curse okay. of thorn and then like and i guess in part one like he pursues her according to like carpenter because not because she's his sister, but there's something about her that reminds him of the sister he killed in the opening scene. Yep. There's like some kind of connection there, and not, but not necessarily the connection of like they're related. But and that's and you really didn't need that connection. It's scarier that he just kind of picked her in the spur of a moment and just completely stalked her and followed her the entire day until he did what he needed to do. Yeah, and that's why. I and love of course. The- we talk about this in Friday the Thirteenth too, but it's funny how like he easily dispatches her friends, and he has her completely like her back is to him. Yep. And he gets her shoulder, <laughs> and he can't quite like get her. Yeah, the way that's he true. <laughs> and then um, and like, I get I guess to finish off, like, I to finish off on Halloween. I mean the ending with the theme playing, and then Michael, you hear Michael breathing, and you don't even know where he is. He could be anywhere. I think it just because evil is everywhere. Exactly. I mean, this was 
this was a fun month, guys. I mean, it was. we covered a lot of horror. I don't know what we're, we're. I don't know how we're gonna follow this up next month. I can't wait till we do our Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> oh my god! I I got oh, nothing. I got nothing. For that, I don't think there is a. You know what? There's actually better individual like TV episodes that, uh, for, about Thanksgiving that are, I think I can point out more than Thanksgiving what was that movie. Horrible time traveling turkey movie animated. What? It was like an animated <laughs> time traveling turkey. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Time traveling turkey movie. Oh, I'm gonna look it up for you guys. I mean, you have to see a lot of movies because you have like that because you have kids. But... Yeah, we saw, I saw it because of her. I wanted to see it. Did Jay like it? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I I know we're gonna do, I know we're gonna do Christmas movies in December, but like I don't think there's any Thanksgiving movies we should be like all about it. I know Jingle All the Way is that on your on your list, Chief, for Christmas? I do I do have you like a, Jingle All the Way. I think it's fun. It's terrible, but it's fun. It wouldn't make a, my top ten or anything, but it's, I I enjoy watching it every year. I'm very lenient with. Christmas and horror and horror movies. I watch Christmas has like terrible worse movies than uh Black yeah. Christmas is the original Black Christmas. Freebirds. I've never heard of that. You don't want to watch it. It's called Freebirds. The original Black Christmas. They, is go, back, they go back in town and try to stop Thanksgiving from ever happening. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I was talking to Jen about this, and I think I'm going to do it. We're going to have. I think I'm going to do it in November or December. But I'm gonna give you guys each a movie to watch that I know you're probably we would not normally watch on the and the following week you give a review on it. Awesome. I'm gonna try to think of something for both of you that you'd be like, nah man, I never watch this shit. Especially G. Can we give you one? Yeah. Cool. What you're gonna make me watch the You're gonna make me watch the talking computer movie or what? The talking computer movie, oh my god. Throwback joke. That actually is the one that I was thinking of for you too. <laughs> there you go. Not only is it long, but I know G would probably be like, "Oh, this fucking talking computer does nothing." G, the movie is four hours and twenty five minutes. Exciting. What movie? The two thousand one. I'm gonna watch you. Watch, I'm gonna make you watch a director's it's cut. Four hours. Four twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is Jen gonna write about Titanic for the twentieth anniversary? No, that's your job. Oh, yeah, I don't worry about how much I don't like it. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, 2001 is only like two hours. But um, oh, okay. Jen's taking Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, I wouldn't make through that. I want to have fun Just, with it. And then Lou, I got to think of I gotta think of one for Lou. There you go. Citizen King. Oh, my God, no. I don't, want him, to, I don't want him. You like Citizen, Citizen King? King? It's all right. I could, it's all right. It's all right. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Gone with the Wind. I don't know. I've, I've definitely seen Gone with the Wind. You've seen Gone with the Wind? Yes, I've seen Gone with the Wind in school. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Why Man. would they show Gone with the Wind in school? I have no idea. No, they, I watched it in school, too. That was the first time I saw it in high school. No, I'm actually... I don't, gonna... know, why, I don't know why we watched it. I can't remember. I, it wasn't history class. Maybe that's why. But it, it, I do remember watching it. a lot it. of movies. And, I, movies. and everyone, everyone, because I went to a predominantly white school, where everyone was just laughing at Hattie McDaniel's character. And I was like, y'all laughing because she... So stereotypical. This is not good. She won an Oscar, though, at least. So. She did. I don't know nothing about birthing no baby. <laughs> yeah, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of movies in school. Like, from, like, no, I've seen The Patriot. That's what she won Oscar. Oh, I don't think The Patriot is very good. It is not. The one with um, Mel Gibson? Yeah. The yeah. One with Mel Gibson and, and, Isn't he glitter in that? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's the son. He's The Patriot. I remember it not being bad, though. I mean, a spoiler, uh, I guess, spoiler alert for two weeks from now, the week Justice League come out, we're going to have our 
Marvel versus DC debate from the beginning. Dun, dun, dun. Like we're gonna talk about like eighties Marvels, DC like eighties DC. That? Yeah, that one we're gonna bring one more person on. There you go. I feel like it, I feel like it'd be kind of lopsided if it was just a. Well, was, I, I'm thinking. I, of, I, feel like would, I feel like it would lean one way more if it was just a. Well, I I, I want to touch on everything because at a point DC films were better than Marvel films, so. That's why I want to touch on like eighties, nineties, and then we get to Mark, where we Mark are now. films didn't really take off until like Blade, right? That was like the first one that really like that was really like people... that was decent. Yeah, I think so. Well, and then X Men, and then X Men came after that, and then, then Spider Man. Yeah. So, but then DC was Superman, Batman, Batman, Batman Returns, um, Batman Forever. Yeah, <laughs> Batman Forever is not as terrible. Well, as you, no, no, it made it made money. It counts. Yeah. I mean, that's, Batman, and Robin, is Batman and Robin is Batman and Robin. Well, I still don't. I still think. Oh Batman no, Rob yeah, is they, a great they comedy. Off, they fell off. Not Batman, but like other DC movies fell off because like the Superman sequel. Some of them were good. Superman two, god awful. Superman two is great. Uh, three and four. The quest for peace. The quest for peace. The quest for peace is. What's the uh, one with Richard Pryor? Part three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like. It. I only like three or four. I didn't mind three when he was fighting himself. And I don't really like Superman Returns. I don't like that much. Superman movie. What? I don't like any Superman movie. Superman Returns. Superman Returns is another example of a movie that's too long. There's a point where it looks like it's about to end, and then it goes on for like another 45 minutes. Fun fact about Superman Returns: he doesn't throw a punch the entire movie. Oh, great Superman! What Not one it? punch. Just all all laser. Vision. Kevin Spacey is great as uh as Lex Luthor. Luthor. Yeah. Kate Bosworth is not a good movie. No, that was miscast. Well, do you like Amy Adams? As, uh, as... I'm, happy I'm happy for Brandon Roth, though, that he kind of got back into the DC stuff on the TV end, at least. Because I actually didn't think... I actually thought he was a good, like, Clark Kent. Like, he kind of conveyed the same kind of, like, mannerisms and stuff that Christopher Reeve had. Like, he wasn't better than him, but I think he definitely comes closer to conveying that than, like, Henry Cavill does. Yeah, I agree. All right, fellas. We've gotten a nice tight... Three hours? Two hours and 50 minutes. Ooh, 10 minutes off. So this week... What do we have coming this week? Are we finally gonna get that boo review, G? Yeah, I'll do it. I'm doing it today. <laughs> I got nothing. I got all I got. I remember I have that mixed mash of horror movies to watch today. So. Oh yeah, and then um, I got Psycho Three Row. <laughs> we have a Thor review coming in on Tuesday. I'm screening it tomorrow, so I'll let you guys know what I think about it on the site. So thank you for joining us this entire month for this fun-filled Halloween horror month. It's been fun, guys. It's been fun. Psycho is still better than a lot of these movies. There you go. <laughs> that, that's hot, all I remember about take. hot take. Uh, you know, my favorite quote is like, "Yeah, it is a masterpiece," but you know, it's like it, it's it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll make a t-shirt of that. <laughs> all right. Oh, and Jen wanted to let me know that Halloween is her number one as well. So we finally got a unanimous vote. Thank you, Jen. Give us our first unanimous vote. Yeah, nah, I thought, oh, it something, I thought it was going to be something weird like Valentine or something. You love Valentine. <laughs> Stop. I, I, I low-key don't think it's horrible. I have fun watching it. Who was the so killer was, again? Oh. Wasn't Dave Boreanaz the killer? Yeah, but they tried to make it look like it's the fat chick. Well, well, not fat. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> the delivery of that line was hilarious. I take that back, back. I love how like, like, like... It's Jessica Capshaw, the blonde, who is the chubbier... They, they talk about in the movie how she's supposed to be like the fat one. And but it looks like it's her, and then he has that creepy nosebleed at the end. Can you imagine you know. like Pitch Perfect as a horror movie and Fat Amy's the killer? <laughs> well, that wouldn't work that, yeah. if they're gonna seem like. Oh, now I mean, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I just imagine Pitch Perfect as a horror film. It could work. <laughs> Stop. 
<laughs> All right, guys. See you next time. Have, have we had a horror musical before? No. <laughs> you would like it. I don't think that will work at all. No. <laughs> if Damien Chazelle did it, you would love it. Chazelle, dude. Chazelle. <laughs> Actually, right. I do think we got to do a, we got to do soon our, our top 10 musicals. You have to see Hairspray first. I'll watch it. Yeah, I make you guys work for musicals because I know you guys are. I don't think you guys have seen ten musicals. I have seen ten musicals. Lou, nah, no for comment. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I gotta. I, gotta I like, I like musicals. I don't like. I'm. I'm mad uh, you don't think singing in the rain is number one. No, nah, it's not. I gotta Stop. go back on my roller decks to see how many musicals I've seen. Uh, you I can Jeff- name like three. I can name like three. I enjoy watching more. Oh, well, I guess. Je- Jenna. I saw it's West Side Story for the, no. Jen, I saw West Side Story and Jen was like, "Cause I I like it, but I don't like love it." And she got like all mad at me. <laughs> so, all right, all right, guys. I'll see you next week. Have a Later. good one. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Be safe out there. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear. Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real.